Sweet, eternal balance of all that is good, true, and beautiful, friends. My guest tonight has made the rounds and been around the bend and back and is all the wiser for it. The center of a phenomenon that has swept the world from a ball spinning in the vacuum of space straight onto a flat plane held between the firmament and the deep. The man who started the trend, the dude who nearly started a religion by accident, and the guy who found so much truth and beauty along the way. Jaron of Jaronism is here tonight. Jaron, it is so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Should be fun. Yes, I'm very excited. excited and before we get started, I need to tell some people a few things. Um, one is that you can find a lot more content on my site, um, coreysharman.com or rogueways.org. They go to the same place. There's all kinds of free stuff for you and art that I make. Um, you can also check out the tarot page and see if a tarot reading is something that you'd be interested in. I've been doing it for 20 years. I feel like I'm very skilled and I would love to help you um, access some deeper understandings of whatever problems may be ailing you. Um, and then you can also check out the merch while you're there and pick up some Rogueways gear. Got all kinds of stuff that is available um, for you to purchase and that all supports the show. Without it, it would be very difficult to do this. Um, so check that out if you'd like to. Also, I have my book on special right now, Sign Curve of Aeons. If you were gonna get it from Amazon, uh, you paid $15 plus shipping plus tax. If you want to kick me $15 flat into PayPal, I will send it to you anywhere in the continental United States. And paypal.me slash Corey Sharman is how you would do that. There's also a link on my site and in most of my videos to do that easily. Ooh, and someone today through a generous donation has purchased four books and would like to give those away to the first four subscribers on my Subscribestar. If you're already on Subscribestar and you would like a free copy, uh, then you can kick yourself up to the next level. If you would like a free book and all the perks that go along with being a subscriber on Subscribestar, then you can go subscribe and the next four people to do that will get a copy of the book for free. Uh, my Subscribestar has more videos and other content as well as the audiobook um, version of my novel. So that's all the stuff you can get on Subscribestar. And one last thing is that I finally have the podcast going again. My site got all fucked up and I stopped doing this podcast for a while and was just doing these videos on YouTube and DLive. Um, but if you're somebody who enjoyed the podcast, it should be back by probably midday tomorrow. It takes like 24 hours for it to um, set itself back up again. So if you're into that, then Rogueways podcast is back on any podcast app. You can find the audio of this. Anyway, that's enough for me, Jaren. I always like to start with a pointless question of the episode. And Ready? Uh, this one is not so pointless. I wanted to know just on a purely speculative, hypothetical, it's very unlikely, but just if it were possible for you to get into some sort of a craft and have like a clear view the whole time and be taken up from Earth, go further and further out and you got far enough out and you saw that it was indeed a globe, what would happen? Okay, well, first... Um, and I, I don't, I lost your video, which I'm not happy about. So I oh, no. don't know why, uh, but I could probably do it without, I see you, but you're in, you're well delayed anyway. Oh. Uh, it, it would depend. I mean, if you put me in some sort of a craft, number one, I would have to make sure that the windows of that craft weren't curved. And number two, I would have to make sure that I wasn't wearing some sort of a curved helmet because, you know, I've seen video of what it does when you uh, are peering out of a curved helmet, it does create a curve. And then also, uh, you know, when you're looking out, your eyesight, your eye line, is the radius of a circle. 
So it wouldn't surprise me so much that if you got up high enough above something that you might see curvature to it. None of that would mean that we live on a spinning sphere in space, that we're zooming around at hundreds of thousands of miles per hour, that we're, um, you know, that we're one of trillions, you know, of other planets. Uh, none of that would tell me that. So there's a lot more proof that would go into convincing me of everything that I've been taught. I just think it's too, <clears throat> too ridiculous when you're talking about the distances to other planets and you know all that i think that there would be a lot more that would go into it so just putting me up there and you know showing me the the curve i've seen video that shows supposed curvature and and uh you know if that's what we see i i don't know i would have to see but do you have a way of getting me up there no oh damn yeah if you could like float <laughs> up and you're just like straight up physical body with no suit and no visuals then maybe that would be like a little bit more convincing but yeah no i would I like to point about the helmet too like i've never thought about the oh yeah I've, I've the eye gear or whatever oh absolutely i've showed videos before where you know usually it's like a nasa video where somebody is getting into a spacesuit and the camera shot is from behind the glass and everything is curved so oh, wow yeah Got to be careful about everything. You know, it's yeah. definitely a, a big lie. I think it's the you know one of the biggest lies that there is, and I think that they would uh, conceal that any way they can. So it's kind of like you know Richard yeah. Branson and the whole um, spaceport USA thing that they're doing, and, and his whole company with Virgin Galactic. I think they're going to send people on like these glorified reverse bungee jumps where you kind of throw people up as high as they can and they're going to get up there and kind of float for a little bit. And of course, those people will be wearing helmets and you know, I don't know how those helmets will be made and will people look out the windows and say, oh, I saw the curvature of the earth, therefore we live on a sphere, therefore we're spinning, therefore we're flying through space, therefore planets are real and Jupiter is 100 times the size of Earth and the sun is 867,000 miles wide. No, I don't think that any of that would uh, convince me. It's going to take quite a bit more. Yeah. I've seen too, too many lies, too many lies. That is fascinating. They're going to send people up there and who knows how, um, you know, like we have all of this virtual reality and we have really good graphics and we have really immersive sort of environments that we can create that are false. So even then, even if you went up there and had a very convincing experience, it would be really hard to know if it was real or not. <laughs> but I'm open you know? for it. And NASA's watching yeah. your podcast and they want to uh, send me up, you know, give me a call, reach out. And, uh, you know, if I can set some stipulations on what I'm wearing and all that, then, uh, hey, I'll go up there. I'm not afraid to, you, I'm not afraid of seeing so awesome. the truth, you know? <laughs> I would love it. I mean, they, all they would have to do is show like one live stream that's unedited, uncut oh. for like, you know, 24 hours or whatever it is when they're like circling the globe or something, you know, or one time where they show like something docking on the ISS and we have all of this technology allegedly. I mean, we got footage of a car from space allegedly. So there's no reason why they couldn't show all those things, but they never allegedly, do. Instead, no. they just send out their henchmen to like <laughs> well, think act of, tough and drop mics or whatever. Right, exactly. You'll think of how cheap cameras are and, and plentiful they are. I mean, you know, people are put, strapping GoPros to everything and you'd think there'd be cameras on all these crafts and that's why I laugh at these Chinese moon landings or these Israel flying and crashing at the South Pole of the moon. And it seems like all these crafts, they never have cameras on them. And even everybody sitting in the control rooms, they're all staring at these monitors with blank screens or else if it's on what's on the screen is just CGI. It's just cartoons. And it's yes. like, why wouldn't you be looking at real footage? Why wouldn't you have live cameras? And I've done a video of why hasn't NASA, why haven't you done this yet? Talking about the what would be so easy just to put a camera on the moon 
And a camera on the moon facing the Earth would always be facing the Earth, right? Because we always see supposedly the same size of the same side of the moon. Right. If you just turn that on the Earth, and I've even talked about it. Imagine a website called I don't know uh, EarthView247.com or something, and it's just a view from the moon of the Earth. It's in real time. And imagine all the companies that would put their logos on there: Target, Walmart. Yeah. I mean, it would pay for itself. In fact, it could probably Absolutely. make money for whoever decided to do that. But NASA won't do anything like that. Why? Because, well, I don't think they can go there, and, and they're going to have a hard time proving to people that they can. <laughs> give away the lie. Right. And the lie is so massive at this point. And there's, it's interesting because with some people, literally, if you're talking to them about this and they're sort of into like questioning things. And so they're sort of willing to at least like kind of entertain it, but they always come down to this. Um, well, I was there and I like saw the moon landing or like I right. was there and I saw like the effect on people. And it's like, they're stuck in this very emotional attachment to this event right. that Which happened is all, on TV. <laughs> right. Which is all part of the game too. You know, I mean, they, they spread out the, the, all the gear, all the equipment that they use, they spread it out to some 20,000 companies and they say, oh, 400,000 people had something to do with the moon landing. They do that so that everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who worked on some part of the of the equipment. So it's very easy. I've had many people come and tell me, what do you, my grandfather worked on the Saturn V. Are you calling him a liar? I'm like, no, the, your grandfather no. did work on the Saturn V. The Saturn V was a rocket. It did get launched out into the ocean. How would your grandfather know that? Right. He wouldn't. <laughs> so, you know, it's the same thing as if I, if I said I had a, a Geo Metro that, you know, drove to, to Hawaii. Well, everybody would call bullshit on that. But if I said, well, my grandfather worked on the muffler of that Geo Metro, what difference right. does that make? Because the car still can't drive to Hawaii. So <laughs> it's kind of the same same situation. It's absolutely. And it's interesting when you do watch the video of the people who are in like the, you know, NASA control rooms or whatever. And they are, like you said, their screens are showing nothing or they're showing just data or they're showing CGI. And right. um, or if you look at the things that NASA puts out for you to watch, they're often CGI and they'll even say they're CGI. And like that is some people's evidence, too. of Like, well, there's all this footage and all these pictures. And it's like right. even by NASA's own admission, those things are not actual pictures and not raw. No, and they have a whole data visualization system, and they've got, you know, that's if you want to work for NASA, probably the best thing to get into is computer graphics. That's yeah. the best way to work for NASA. Sad <laughs> that's but probably true. the best thing to get into for like the future in general. Because probably if Sophia, if Sophia the robot is right, then we're all going to be immersed in <laughs> um, that kind of illusion eventually. So somebody needs to be making it. Yeah, are they teaching coding yet in high school? I mean, they they should. You're a teacher, right? Or you were. I was, yeah. yeah. I tried to do a little bit of coding here and there when I could, but I do English and social studies, so oh, okay. it wasn't really, Not um, really that didn't really subject. fit. And when they talk about revolutionizing the sort of technology teaching um, in high schools, they're talking about um, like manufacturing sort of like 3D printing and that kind of stuff, and hmm. which is also really cool. And we should be doing that stuff, but they'll spend all these millions of dollars building these new, um, they call them steam buildings for science, technology, engineering, and math. Right. Um, and having such things as that. And again, that, that's neat, but um, they still don't often have anybody teaching any kind of robotics or coding or, hmm. or anything. It's like, we're so far behind. Like I learned some coding when I was, um, my first few years of college, I did some like HTML, you know, right. basic stuff way back then. Um, and we're still, now we're what, 20 years later or whatever it is almost. And it's moving fast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, there's not hardly any. I do have, like there's some people who, have their own personal interest in robotics and they go into a school and they kind of start a program and so some schools are lucky to have some of that but even then it's a pretty small sampling of kids that's going to have any sort of access um, to yeah it. no i think they should definitely be expanding that it seems like where the the world is going and i don't know what they're teaching children nowadays but it certainly 
isn't what they need to know. No. It wasn't when I was in high school. It wasn't teaching us what we needed to know. It wasn't teaching us about how to not get in debt. And how to, you know, they don't care about any of that stuff. They, they actually want you in debt. That's why, um, yeah. you know, that's why they have tables sitting outside of colleges like, get a free credit card, get a free credit card. And yes. all these college They're students like, are like, yes, I'll do that. You can have a free euro if you sign up for this credit card. Right. People are like, oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they sign yeah. up for the credit card, and before they know it, they're, you know, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 in debt. And they're like, oh, shit, what happened? I was yeah. living a good life. <laughs> Try digging out of that. Yeah. Well, like, it feels like every, um, every time sort of education starts to come around and be like, well, wait a second, what are we doing? Maybe we should kind of focus on like, you know, real skills, that are life skills or like right. self-health or, uh, you know, <laughs> how to interact in a society no, with people. Or that doesn't make like any this. money for the medical industry, right? They, they right. want you addicted to pills and addicted to medicine and the doctor knows all and heaven forbid you should grow your own food or, or you know. Think about look health at the medicinal, to your right. nutrition. Right, absolutely. That's something that's been uh, big for me recently. What did, I heard you describing something earlier, subscribe star. What is that? Oh, it's like the alternative to Patreon. And hmm. I don't know what's better, what's not. I just know that Patreon had a lot of issues with censorship and I hmm. sort of stopped doing it. Um, not necessarily because of that, but I, it helped that they were, you know, backwards right. sort of company. And so subscribe star came around and so far I've never heard anything about them censoring anyone or stopping anyone from getting paid or, or that kind of stuff. So uh, it's the same concept though, where you would go in for you know monthly subscription um, to your favorite people to get more content or exclusive content. And um, yeah, so I have some videos gotcha. up there that won't be shown elsewhere and some writing and then a lot of audio, um, like my, I'm gonna do a audiobook version of my novels and then also some other writings I do, I'll do like an audio version of that. So Very cool. that's what I'm doing, but there's all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah, I've never heard terrible. of it, <laughs> never heard of it. So interesting, I'll check it out. Cause yeah, I use Patreon, but I'm really careful there. I actually don't communicate much there or even post there because I'm afraid that even if you post a link to a YouTube video, then that can be a reason if they don't like what you said on the YouTube video or something. So it's better if I just, I kind of use it right now for a helm just for people to support because I can't do PayPal anymore. And uh, yeah, so I'm really thankful that Patreon's there for now and everyone who supports me almost have like 200 people, which is uh, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't, yeah. can't thank them enough. Thank Definitely. you. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, those are the people that keep us going, right? Like, Absolutely. I just, even the small amount I've had to put into doing the show, aside from the fact that, like, if you don't get paid for doing it, like, the small right. amount I've had to put into it is still, like, something I wouldn't be able to afford if I didn't have some people who are supporting me, so. Oh, no, absolutely. I think sometimes people forget. Um, they might think we just plop down and, and start the show, and, and it only takes two hours, but it's not the way it works. Right. you got to set yeah. this up. i got to set it up. Um, you know, both of us were here Skyping, you know, two hours before. So right. it's not as easy as people think, and it's not as easy to set up these shows. So no, that's why I think it's awesome. Technology, like we were talking about before the show, they're always changing. changing. Yeah. You know, what technology works, or what which which programs can work together, and like right. how you can even get this out is always changing and evolving. You're always having to right. learn more about that. And, and once you learn, and... once you learn how to do what you're doing, and somebody's found something better, and it's like, oh no, now everybody's doing that, and I got to move on <laughs> to that. So sometimes I think it's good when you find a little niche and you can kind of kick back there. I did that for a while. Recently, I've added DLive. We're live on my channel right now um, as well. So uh, everybody should subscribe to Rogueways. That's uh, DLive.tv slash Rogueways, right? Yes. Yeah. So yes, go over there, send her a sub, and then also, uh, can thank people you follow you yet? Yeah. I don't know if people can 
well, they can follow, but maybe not subscribe. I don't know how DLive works. Yeah, I'm lost. I don't really know how people are even <laughs> doing subscriptions on DLive. I don't understand that part yet. I just know that I can stream there and I have some people who can Yeah, I just um, got an follow. email the other day that said uh, subscriptions were turned on and it showed me, you know, the email told me where to go and turn it on. And I think I've gotten a few, I don't know how many, three or four or five people I've noticed that have subscribed. But I don't know anything about lemons. I don't know what I do I with either. lemons. I don't know where I throw them or who I throw them at. Or, <laughs> but, I know uh, that they're real money. I mean, you can buy them for real money and you can also transfer them back into real money. And by real money, I just mean dollars, which is not hmm. real at all. So, you no. know, whatever. I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> Language know. Language games I have to play here, but you I can... know that they can be turned back into real money. Really? Is what people say. And that. Hmm. Um, Didn't know that. Yeah. And so, and then there's like the little box or whatever that I try to throw out at people every once in a while on the live streams. But I often, I'm doing this through OBS and Restream. So I'm not even usually in there. Right. Um, but yeah, and then yeah. I don't, I, I'm imagining that like a lot of things, once you get to a certain number of followers and a certain number of hours that you've streamed or whatever, then you can do the subscription thing. Cause I don't have that available. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And then there's even something after that, like called partner or something or affiliate or I don't know. I, I've yeah. seen in the settings. And then you can actually store video on there. Yeah. Right now I think it holds like three replays for me and then uh, if you get to the next level it'll hold like you know because uh i saw your interview with nathan stoltman who's a you know buddy of mine i've actually met him twice oh, cool. he brought me some uh, cookies from down south that's when he lived in uh, los angeles but really good guy and i think he's a that top level tier because i can see that he has like 25 replays stored and which oh, wow. is great i was able to go check out your interview with him and oh cool it's awesome yeah, because it disappears from there. Well, if anyone wants right. to see archives of any of my shows ever, they're all on YouTube for now. Oh, good. <laughs> for as long as that lasts. So So there's a way to still see them, yeah. And for yeah. the most part, minor simulcast. I am going to start doing some more uh, you know, DLive-only streams. This is kind of the first one I've ever done. So this one's not going on YouTube just because I didn't know what we're going to talk about. And you know how YouTube is. Sometimes Smart. you have to be a little careful yeah. about uh, <laughs> some of the topics. Especially as big as you are. Yeah, once you get to that point... Um, yeah, I think when you're smaller, when you're a smaller channel, you can get away with a lot more. And at a certain point, I think you're kind of put into a certain category. And if you really think about it, there's not that many channels that are out there going against the mainstream, calling the news fake. So I think that uh, maybe those people are put into a special box where they've actually got people watching. And so, yeah, if I post a video, even the second I post it, it's you know demonetized. It's uh, not eligible for monetization. It's not advertiser friendly. And uh, they really scrutinize everything I put out. So you got to be a little bit careful. Which I think is especially um, insightful or the fact that that's happening to you because you're not pushing the envelope on things like um, a certain many millions of people who were killed in a certain war that some people <laughs> question, you know, things like that that are like pretty. Well, that's because I'm, I'm a believer that there were six trillion killed. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to say from now on, though, because you're not allowed to say it was less, so I'm going to say it was more. So, yeah, just go just go all the way. <laughs> right, so six trillion of them were killed, and it's a very sad situation, and we should very all sad. watch our backs before. We should all mourn before. forever. Yes. <laughs> yes, for at least six trillion years. So, so for that, yeah, <laughs> right. one for each person. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that you're like, you're flat earth, you don't swear as far as I can tell, and, uh. and flat earth shouldn't be something that should ever be censored no matter what your ideas about it are that's my like, opinion there's no harm that's being done by someone questioning the shape of the earth no but they've you know they say they delist and you know my my subscriber stopped uh, i think i've been stuck at the well, same number it. for yeah forever so they don't uh, they don't let those videos go into recommended like they used to 
or suggested. I mean, that's clearly happening. They've announced that, right, that uh, they consider Flat Earth dangerous content. I save. I have a show on TFR, which is a True Frequency Radio, uh, tfrlive.com. I do the show with Dave Weiss, who you've also interviewed. And uh, I kind of use that as a little bit more of the free speech platform. YouTube, I kind of use that to reach kind of some of the sleeping people and, um, you know, get the stuff. When I post a video there, I, I can get, you know, 10,000 views. So uh, if it's a real good video, 20,000, 30,000. So that's why I kind of use that. And <clears throat> if I'm ever going to say something that I don't think YouTube allows, then I uh, just don't say it or I say it on, you know, True Frequency Radio or I'm going to start kind of using DLive for that because it seems like DLive is a little bit more lax when it comes to some of that stuff. But no, nothing I say is dangerous. Um, I'm just somebody who's honest, at least with my opinion. And and that's all I look for. That's all I want from people. That's why I like you. That's why I like Owen. That's why I like Nathan Stoltman. These people are being authentic. Crow 777. When you're listening to them, that's their honest opinion, which is, to me, worth its weight in gold. It's so much better than turning on the TV and listening to a puppet or somebody who's reading off a teleprompter where I know that's not their real opinion, that's not their real ideas, that they're not being honest, they're reading from a script. So, you know, at least when you're listening to me, if uh, I'm being honest, you're hearing it from my heart, and if I am reading from a script, it's something I wrote down myself and I'm reading from. So, you know, at least you're getting authenticity, and I think people really like that. And I think that my channel is proof of that, that, um, you know, I started like everybody else starts on YouTube with nobody, no subscribers, no views. I, I tell the story all the time that my wife and I, when I posted my first video, we were like shocked. We're like, it has 10 views. Yeah. It has 10 <laughs> views. And then all of a sudden it became, I have 10 subscribers. And, you know, and then it just grows from there. And really all I've been doing is just giving my honest opinion. If I see some space story or space news or anything like that, I just um, make a video about it. Talk about my, you know, my real opinion, my honest opinion. If people don't like it, I don't care anymore. For a while, I was real caught up in, in listening to haters, getting involved in those conversations. And then I don't know how many years it took me until I realized it doesn't matter. You're, you're going to be hated on YouTube no matter what you say. There's, yeah. there's always going to be haters. So if you spend time worrying about them, you're not growing yourself. And I don't think people that watch you, they certainly didn't start watching you for that reason. So why would they want to see that? Now, there is the people out there calling the drama kings or what a drama queens that uh do like to see that stuff but if they like to see that then they quickly realize they're not going to see it on my channel so they yes. they move on so i think i'm a little bit of an example of what somebody can do i mean i would give people the suggestion that if you really feel strongly about a certain subject or you feel comfortable talking about it then make a youtube channel and it, you know you're not going to make money right away it's not it's not going to happen in, in two years three years it's going to take time and it's going to take uh effort and it's going to take you know learning to take the abuse because it comes all from all directions and learning to read comments that will make you want to, you know, slice your wrists, but you can get past that. So I do, you know, I do suggest to people if they ever feel strongly about a subject, make a YouTube channel, talk freely about it, be honest, uh, you know, don't do things for your audience, do, do shows that you would like, you know, and that's kind of what I'm looking to do in the future. I'm going to you know, you always want to, you're always transitioning. I'm always changing, you know, it went from making videos at first. Then I kind of found live streaming. I enjoy the live streaming a little bit more. Yeah. It's quicker. It's easier. Once you're done, you're done. You don't have to <laughs> do a video, edit it, put it up there. And that's the great thing about being honest and not caring about reading from a script is you can just do live streams and you don't care what you say. And it's, it's me. And if, you know, people don't like what I say, they don't have to watch. Right. But, um, 
yeah, it's just it's better. So some of the stuff I want to start doing though, now that I have a few more subscribers, is like uh, I bought a microphone recently to I want to go out and do some street interviews. So that's, that's something I've awesome. never done before. I'm a little bit nervous about it. I'm a little bit scared yeah. about it, but it's something I've watched before that I kind of enjoy. I think it's funny. It also will give me a chance to, uh, you can call it flat smack, if you will, you know, get out there and just ask people whether or not they think we went to the moon. Because uh, we get all these polls, right? Oh, 10% of people don't think we went to the moon or something. But I don't know if that's true. Right. I want to get out on the street and actually ask people and get my own poll numbers. And maybe it's 50%, maybe it's 60 I don't know. But... I can get out there and kind of ask that question, and then it opens up the conversation. If somebody's willing to talk to me and answer that question, maybe they're willing to hear a little bit more, and maybe there'll be some comedy that comes out of it as well. It's another thing. Be funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Have a sense of humor. Right, exactly. Yeah. You can't just you know sit and just read, and there's a lot of people who do that, but I love listening to Crow. I, I mean, Owen, jeez, uh, I would say 75% of the reason he's so good and popular is because he's 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 hilarious he's hilarious yeah, yeah. i mean you know, he's a performer too so he's yeah very... you can't just sit there and listen to him without just every once in a while busting up and it may be just something nonsense that he says and i, you know, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head but he'll just always say things that just have me just laughing out loud and that's again worth its weight in gold i i, I love listening to anything same thing with nathan stolman he'll say things that makes me bust up uh crow triple seven uh david weiss obviously that guy can't get a sentence out without me laughing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a funny man yeah, that's definitely a good draw to have a sense of humor like that, to be confident, to, like you said, be doing the show that you would like to be watching. Right. Um, both the book that I've written and the show came out of me wanting the things and not finding them. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to do it like this then. And, <laughs> you know, and then other people enjoy those things when you're being genuine, like you said, like that's mm -hmm. a, something that people are attracted to, especially in this community when we're like kind of done with all the fake bullshit. Um, right. You know, well, that's we the thing. I mean, if, you know, NASA launches a, a rocket or something to, to the moon. I mean, all you're going to find when you search that is all the NASA propaganda, right? right? So I think people deserve the alternative, which is, hey, I don't think these guys are going where they say they're going. I don't think what we've been taught is right. I think that when you look at the lies of the world, which are everything, I mean, I really think that, you know, almost everything is a conspiracy and almost everything is a lie at this point. So why do people have this fondness or this uh, belief in space, which is the place you can't go. It's the place you can't go verify. And of all things that they are lying about, it would be the one that you can't go and double check. So it's, it's easy for me to, to at least admit to myself at this point that I think it's all bullshit. And everything that happens with NASA is just more proof. And that's what's easy to point out to people until they you know, do a live stream, like you said, and go to the moon and put a camera there and have people living there and doing all the things that we said, or they at least told us would happen. When that stuff starts happening, maybe then, then I'll change my mind. But until then, no, I'm pretty, uh, pretty positive that uh, they're just lying to us. See, and I don't even know if I was going to get in a rocket and they were going to be like, you're going to Mars. And I'm like, all right, then let's, so let's see. And like, you right. know, they had me in there for like however many days, what it's supposed to take, like seven days or something to get to Mars, 20, I don't remember. Mars uh, will take you like uh, five months. Oh, okay. Five months. Yeah. <laughs> How many days grueling trip. There. And then they let you out and then you're like in this totally alien environment and everything's new. And even then I would be like, I don't know if this is Mars because right. there's maybe places on Earth that we've never been Absolutely. allowed to understand that exist, you know? Or we know that they can do what they can do with mind control, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, are you falling asleep in that craft? Because if you are, who knows what they're doing to your brain? I, I mean, I think that they can convince people of a lot of things there's people out there like Corey good i think is his name who says he's been to mars and yeah. i don't doubt really that he believes that now 
do I think he's been? No. <laughs> no. Do I think that he maybe was, you know, shipped off to some underground, you know, tunnel at Area 51? Probably. <laughs> yeah. But he came out and thought that it was Mars. And he goes and tells people. And what better for the mainstream than to have people out there saying things like that? Because it certainly just solidifies what they're pushing. And you can definitely imagine that. Like, you can imagine the type of person that they would pick and they would take them down and they would, like, right. show them all of this and some element of mind control, but some element of, like, really good immersion technology or whatever as well. And then, right. yeah, you would be convinced. Well, I've said that before a lot about the astronauts. You know, I've read different... Um, you know, articles or whatever that says NASA picks one out of 4,000 applicants, which is crazy to think. You know, think if 4,000 people are applying to be astronauts and they're only picking one, that person should be smart as a whip, you know, cream of the crop. And instead we get Don Pettit, who sounds like he was kicked in the head by a donkey. You know, I mean, yeah. these are the kind of guys that, and every time I listen to an astronaut, I'm like, these guys are just the worst. So then I start thinking, well, maybe the one out of 4,000 is the person that, you know, if maybe they can be uh, <laughs> tricked, manipulated. Ma manipulated. Right. You can do a lot with um, those kind of things. And, and a hypnotism, you know, I went to a hypnotism show one time and, uh, you know, that's a weird thing because it just so happened that I was sat, I was under 21 and I remember my parents took us to Reno and they were like, oh, we'll send you this little show or whatever. So I went to this show and I actually sat at a table next to this family and the they're like, okay, we want everybody to come up, get in line if you want to come up on stage. And this one guy was like telling his family, I want to go up there. And they're like, absolutely not. You're not going up there. He's like, no, I just want to go try it and, you know, whatever. Well, what ended up happening is he ended up being the person that was like the most easily hypnotized. And he went all the way to the end where he was walking across broken glass and walking across coals. And then he came and sat down and literally sat right next to me. And this is in a huge arena of people. And it just so happened that he was sitting next to me. And he comes down, sits down. And then they like snapped their fingers and then he realized that he was up there. They showed him on the screen. He didn't even realize it was him before, but it really taught me like, holy shit, you can really hypnotize some people. Probably some people. Some people. Yeah, I don't think it would work for me. I absolutely don't think so. But I don't think it would work for me either. Could that be the selection criteria for NASA yeah. is which ones are the easily you know, suggestible. And then all of a sudden you tell them that they went to the moon and then you got Buzz Aldrin walking around telling everybody he went to the moon. Maybe he believes it. Yeah. But it's certainly interesting when you talk about those astronauts that they wouldn't swear on the Bible. And maybe there's maybe there's a little something in the back of their head, right, that uh, yeah. makes them say, well, I kind of think I went, but I'm not willing to swear on the Bible that I went, yeah. which to me is the biggest joke of all time. I mean, if you ask me you know, right now, Jaron, swear on the Bible that you were on my podcast. I mean, you know, what would be the reason for me to deny that? And yeah. yet all these astronauts <laughs> won't swear on the Bible. They're even offered... $5,000 for charity. Just swear on the Bible that you went to the moon, which should be the easiest thing in the world. It would literally yeah. take five seconds to put their hand on the Bible and say, I went to the moon, but none of them would do it. Wow. So even one of the astronauts, the one Michael Collins, that was supposedly in orbit of the moon was asked and he like runs away from the guy. It's like, wouldn't it be easier just to swear on the Bible than to actually physically run away from the person asking you that? Yeah. <laughs> so, Why are you running away? Like, then you're just proving the lie. Like, that's, that's what I crazy. think, too. But again, if these guys aren't positive that they went or they have some recollection that they went. And, uh, Is there anything where that we know of where if you were like a Freemason or a Jesuit or something, you're not allowed to swear the Bible or something? But then they would just say that this is against my yeah, thing. I'll I swear on this other thing or something. I don't know, other than the fact that it can be used against you in court. I mean, if you swear on the Bible, I think that can go, that can be used against you. You can get, you know, yeah. not necessarily, it could be called treason, but, it, uh, you know, it's just basically lying under oath that, you know, it's a problem if you do it. So I just think people are afraid to, to swear on the Bible if they didn't do something. So it's pretty interesting. Now, uh, 
I don't know, could they have gone and, and just didn't want to swear on the Bible? Well, whatever. If people want to believe that, uh, certainly not. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Believe what you want. That's why I always tell people they can believe whatever they want. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm just trying to offer up information and give an alternative point of view, which you can't find in the mainstream. You're not going to find somebody on the NBC News saying that they don't think we went to the moon because the second they say that, the next day they have to come out and retract, which yeah. is what happens with... Steph Curry, he's on some Know Nothing podcast and just says, I don't think we went to the moon. It's too easy to fake. And then the next day he has to come out and basically say, oh, no. Okay, and NASA sends him to NASA. He has to take a trip there. He's got to make these moon shoes that he wears in the All-Star game. And, and then he has to sell them and donate it to STEM research, like you said, uh, you know, for science, technology, engineering, and math. Yeah. So. It just seems like anybody who ever comes out and honestly says their opinion about space, they think the earth is flat, Shaq said it, um, numerous people have said it. The second they say it, they have to go on Jimmy Kimmel and retract. Or So it kind of tells you, at least I'm the person that uh, is not going to retract. You know, put, yeah. me, put me on Jimmy Kimmel and I'll tell Jimmy Kimmel he's an ass, number one, and yeah. uh, a Wouldn't pussy, that be awesome? number two. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's a crying little baby, but, uh, you know, so it would be great to tell him that uh, we also didn't go to the moon and, uh, you know, I don't think he lives on a spinning globe. But again, uh, these people are paid to say what they say. They, they, these things are approved, what they say. And if they ever get one through or slip one through the cracks, uh, they immediately have to retract the next day. So the good thing about me, I'll retract when it's proven to me, not when yeah. somebody tells me, no, hey, you can't talk about that. Hey, you can't say that. How dare you say the earth is flat? Uh, you better retract. I say, oh, yeah, I'll retract when you show me evidence. Right. And, and I haven't got that yet. Right. Because this is, this is <laughs> the thing that I went into Flat Earth. I always say, and I was like convinced that everyone was being idiots and that people were just getting caught up in this really weird trend. And right. you know, I, I was like, okay, now conspiracy theories have finally gone too far, even for me. And <laughs> right. I've like entertained everything. But I was like, well, I guess like to be fair, I have to look into it though. Right. You know, I can't just really say that. And so I had to look into it. And the more I looked into it, the more I was just like, I don't, I think we are living on a flat plane. Like I can't find yeah. thing that disproves any of these. <laughs> no, I think that it's a, it's a realm. And I think that, you know, the whole false duality of, okay. You know, even the map that's behind my shoulder there, um, is not correct. Right. I mean, it's just, it gives people a better understanding or at least an idea of, oh, I can see how that can work. But I think that what we live in yeah. is a realm. It's, it's completely different than we've ever been taught. Um, it certainly isn't that map. We don't live on a flying disc in space and all the things that they try and show. And we don't live on a ball in space. I think life is much more incredible and important and, and just an amazing sign of intelligence than, than anything. And they want you to believe uh, these belief systems that you either live in a ball or that you live on this disc or whatever. They just want you in some sort of belief system. And I don't even anymore say things like, uh, I don't agree with that or I don't believe that just because maybe when it comes to conspiracy theories, I'm just not there yet. And yeah. I think Flatter taught me that, right? I, I told the story before, but when my wife looked out a window and told me, you know, what do you, do you think the earth could be flat? I said, absolutely not. What are you, stupid? I mean, I really was like appalled that she said yeah. that. I was like, no, how planes go around it. What do you mean? You know, we, she's flown to the east. I've flown to the west. And I'm like, no, the earth is clearly a ball. And it wasn't until I saw that map. That I said, holy shit, planes can go around it. You know, people yeah. <laughs> can go, you know, east and west and, and, and still come around. Then I started saying, well, then let me go look at whether or not people have ever circumnavigated north-south. And then when you find out that that never happens, then all of a sudden you're like, well, that idea seems to make a lot more sense. So for me, I just don't say those things anymore. I'm kind of getting away from that. Uh, maybe people have different ideas than me and different thoughts than I do. 
but I'm just not there yet. And it takes time. And it, you know, 9-11 taught me a lot because I had a buddy in, it's probably 2005, 2006, where he came to me and said, hey, did you know 9-11 was an inside job? I'm like, shut up. What are you talking about? Don't ever say that to me. It doesn't make, what do you mean? Like our government had something to do with it? Like he's like, oh, I think it's even deeper than that. I'm not even sure there was planes. I'm like, dude, you are a fool. Here. Get out of here. Right. And then it took, you know, at that time I was working full time and, you know, as a drugstore manager. And th- that's the least of my worries in life was whether or not 9-11. So it wasn't until I quit my job and started looking into the, some of these things. And then you see it. And then all of a sudden you feel bad. You're like, I had to call my buddy. Like, dude, I am so sorry I said that to you. So I just think the same thing is true with everything now. So if somebody tells me they have some crazy belief or um, whatever it is, I just, I wait before I just jump down and say, no, that's absolutely cannot be true. You know, David Weiss telling me before, you know, he thinks stars are souls. You know, I'm like, before I would have jumped and said, that's absolutely insane. Now I'm like, (laughs) well, I'm just not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, maybe there'll be more evidence that comes along. I think a good example of that, did you see what happened with Max Egan this week? Yes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, this is somebody who we had on our show. Uh, I don't know if it was two years ago or three years ago at this point that just sat there and was so adamant about the earth not being flat. Wow. No, you guys are wrong. The earth's a globe. We've known it for thousands of years. And we went back and forth. It was a three-hour podcast where he was on the show. He even did some tests for me. He flew from... Uh, Santiago, Chile to Australia or New Zealand, one or the other, and was like live streaming while he was, you know, while he could and live streaming from the airport just to prove that those Southern flights existed. And that was proof to him, you know, nope, these Southern flights exist. Therefore the earth must be a ball. And we were trying to tell him why it didn't mean that and how there's other possibilities besides just the fact that you can fly in the South. It's like, look at that map behind me. You know, there's ways to fly in the South without it being a globe. And then all of a sudden you see him come out and now he's saying the earth is flat and that we yeah. live on a plane. And you're like, okay, this is kind of the proof. These, this is kind of evidence for me that you can't just shove things down people's throats either. It takes yeah. time. And so get the information out there. I post my videos. I'm sure he's seen a few of them. He had a podcast with me. We discussed it. We left on good terms. I think he's a great guy. I think yeah. he has great knowledge, great insight. Love to watch his show. And the fact whenever yeah. he would say something about the globe or whatever, I would just kind of shove it aside and be like, okay, that's not my belief. And then what happens? He comes around to it. And that means so much more to me than somebody who's just pressured into saying it or doesn't, you know, he got there on his own, you know? So those things are huge to me. And I thought that was a a shocker of the week this week. Yeah, that's pretty big deal. It was pretty um, interesting (laughs) to watch this unfold in real time. Right. And it's one of the things like about Owen Benjamin that I've appreciated too, is that like he's also unfolding in real time. And, you know, I think that this is inspiring for other people to watch because um, a lot of us can relate to that process. Um, and a lot of us who maybe haven't had that process happen yet can see right. like, oh, if this person's willing to sort of question it like this and think about it like that, then maybe I can too. It's safer to do it when right. you see someone else, especially someone popular and loved um, doing the same thing. So I think that's really right. something special to watch. And to I think be. the worst thing possible would be for me to say that I think the earth's flat and then somebody to say, okay, I believe that. It's like, no, 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 don't. You you have no idea the stuff that I've been through and the research that I've done to get to that point. It should take you much longer to get to that point. But I hope that people are at least open-minded, like, "Eh, could be, because you should recognize that we've been lied to about so much that, uh, and the proofs for this spinning ball are just not there. So for me, and again, there's a lot of people that still listen to me. I get emails. I even get super chats from people that are globe believers, but they at least appreciate that I'm being honest, I'm researching, I'm sharing my research, uh, I'm exploring, 
and maybe they think that I'll eventually get to the globe. I don't know, but maybe I think that eventually they're going to realize that, you know, there's just not proof of their belief. So they yeah. shouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally lost my thought that I was just going to. Oh, sorry. Bring I, up. No, I talk a little too much ex at times. Yes. I can't remember. I hope it comes back because it was a good one. Oh, no. But I want to go back to the talking to people out on the streets thing and pulling people because I think that's an awesome idea. And Thank I you. think, like you said, we don't really know how many people are um, really thinking any given thing because the media does have such a stranglehold on most people's imaginations and ideas and and therefore what we're allowed to know about, especially like the larger globe, or sorry, world beyond our... Um, it's okay. See, that's, you know, that's self, conditioning. <laughs> even the, I might even say it every once in a while. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> but my um, longtime friend from way back, um, if he's watching, what's up, Giles? Uh, he just like contacted me the other day and he's like, oh my God, you have a show and you talk about all these things. And like, you know, he's into these things too. And I never would have known because right. people just don't talk about it. People aren't allowed no, to talk it's about it. But scary thing um, to talk about. Yeah. Some people just can't handle it. And then we reach out and then we see that there are way more of us than we thought. And that's something powerful. Absolutely. No, some people are just afraid of anything new. And I think that's, I mean, that's part of the ways that we've got here is that, uh, you know, if you teach everybody in school something and people want to know how things work. And so if they're all taught the same thing, um, you know, it just gets hard for people to question that. I forgot who said it the other day, but somebody was saying that they, intelligent people or people that think they're intelligent, uh, will never go looking for answers for things they think they already know the answers to. Yeah. And that's the problem, right? And this is, you know, this is the problem when you give somebody a PhD, when you give somebody a doctorate, when you uh, tell somebody, okay, you've passed all, you're an astrophysicist, Neil. Well, now he's never going to question the things that he already knows the answer to. So when somebody says to him, the earth is flat, that's, that's insane. What do you mean? I'm an astrophysicist. Everything I've read books after book after book. <laughs> I've done tests and multiple choice and I've gotten the answers right. And I've, preach to people in, in audiences and uh, to him it's just not going to be something that you could ever even fathom but that's part of the control mechanism right by by putting that in people's heads and making them feel smart they're never going to go and research the things they already think they have the answer to so for everyone that's raised from the time they're born with this idea of a globe that you're spinning and, and all this stuff um, then people are just aren't going to question it anymore and when they hear something that goes against that they're going to be what are you talking about we all know that the earth spins. We all know that we live on a globe. Well, of course, that's what they teach kindergartners. So, of course, we all think that. Of course, that's the way they want you to do. And when they, it's in every commercial and every logo and every movie. You know, Universal's got to start with the globe. This way, when you're about to watch that movie, you're under the assumption, oh, this movie takes place on that spinning ball. That's why here comes the ball spinning at the beginning of every movie. Because it's just a, a control mechanism. The second you watch that movie, you're thinking this scene at, I don't know, Sleepless in Seattle takes place on that spinning globe it's a it's a great way to to control people's minds and to step away from that is such a huge step and it's the beginning of the end when people can do that when people can just for a second think well maybe these guys are onto something well that's all we want because really the rest of the world you know the whole story crumbles when you start looking into it and that's what they don't want that's why they have to put in the media and the news every second and every article well stupid flat earthers people who think the earth is flat these guys that are so antiquated they believe in things that we proved wrong 2000 years ago it's just a way to keep people away from even looking at it because the scary thing is when you look at it like you did all of a sudden you're like holy shit this makes a lot more sense than the nonsense that we're being fed so until they prove it i think that they're gonna have a huge problem with people who are 
just realizing and then you look back at it well geez when did i learn this in school i learned it when i was in kindergarten and i couldn't even question it you know oh gravity keeps the oceans attached to this ball that's spinning in space and then when just we're out there saying simple things like you really think the trillions of pounds of oceans are just stuck to this ball it just makes people uh you know reevaluate everything that they thought they knew Yes. Well, see, you actually just put put it in a better way than I've ever, because I try to think about like why and how can you tell people like what's the purpose of this grand lie? And there's this, you know, the easiest one is kind of like, well, if you're this, you know, very special creation of God or whatever, and then you don't know that this is who you are and where you are, then you won't understand exactly how special you are. And that's, I think, a good one. But I think it's even better the way you just phrased it, where like the taking away this illusion allows you to really imagine the possibilities of this place where we're at right. and the possibilities of who you are within it and you're it's saying the same thing but i think a slightly different phrasing like right kind of can like unlock another piece of it like oh really like the whole illusion every aspect of the illusion can come crumbling down now once you're able to have some distance between right. yourself and this life flat earth is kind of like the uh the grand slam but even before you have anybody on base right it's like you're trying to go the opposite way you're supposed to like load the bases and then hit a home run and that's a grand slam but flat earth is kind of the opposite if you hit the grand slam from the beginning then people start to see everything else and then they can consider everything oh 9-11 all of a sudden all these things kind of click whereas if you have to kind of chip away with these little things sometimes people are eh, just not sure but i think flat earth is the the big one it, it really will open your eyes up and that's why they can't ever let it out because it just opens up to so much more if they can lie about that then they literally can lie about everything you know but right. uh, for some people it starts i think with the probably the moon landing i mean i think really is one of the big things because then people do say okay well if they can lie about that then they really can you know hold lies and lie about anything and people need to recognize that especially when they control the books they control the print they control school books they control history i mean sad thing is people still believe in history they still believe that the history that they're taught is uh correct i mean you know you just have to realize you just have to look at it and realize how easy it is for them to tell lies about that and and then you see that uh, almost everything can be a lie Especially now with electronics and artificial intelligence, it's just going to be even easier to control all of that information. Which is scary because it's, think of how easy it was 50 years ago. You know, I've, I've tried telling people before, can you prove that George Washington existed? And I mean, you know, the easy answer to that is no. I mean, it's just impossible that you could ever prove that. Now there is papers and there is signatures, but you can't prove any of that. That could be somebody else signed it. There could be a guy that they say, hey, we're going to make you George Washington sign this, sign that. We're going to write a few papers. But you used to have people that used to have to ride horses to Washington, D.C. to get the news. So imagine you could have had any story there. Just let's tell people this. I mean, how else would people have known anything? That's how they got the news. And then people would ride home and they'd write newspapers or write articles and write books. And that would become the narrative. So super easy in the past. And I think you're right. When they can scrub the Internet, when they can change what people see. I mean, look at YouTube now and try and find good information on the SH, you know, or anything like that. Uh, You're not going to find it. It's been scrubbed. It's gone. So luckily I was around in the good, in the, the glory the days. Golden age. There you go, the golden age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where you could actually find things still and get things out and like learn about stuff. And, right. and it's, if it's not over, it's ending very swiftly. Yeah, I'm hoping that there's some other platforms and I think that there's a market for it. So I think, I think we'll be okay. I think you need the right people with the right amount of money to start some either decentralized like DLive um, or some of these other things that can't be touched. And there, you could have advertisements on there. I mean, right now, you know, I know people make money off YouTube because of the advertisers, 
but you could have another thing like D Live where you could put ads on those videos and uh, think of all the ads that are on, I don't know, Alex Jones or Prepper kind of things. And, you know, there's there's a market for it. There's a market for people that are looking for truth and honesty and authenticity. Uh, what Owen's doing and Vox Day with um, unauthorized.tv. There, there's stuff coming along. It may not be perfect yet, but give it time. I, I like what D Live's doing. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know you can convert lemons back to money but if that's, that's true what i was told <laughs> okay yeah i've never seen that i didn't even know that was even possible i saw something at some point when i was poking around there that was like get a payout get your payout or something or something to that extent hmm. so i assume that's what it was about too so those are my yeah, two I don't pieces know. of evidence someone told me and i saw some little glimmer. yeah i think i've seen what that is but i then it, yeah i don't know i clicked on it it went somewhere crazy i didn't even know what it was talking about so <laughs> i'll have to look into it a little bit more but if stuff like that is true then i think that people will start to contribute to stuff like that because yeah. You know, as Owen says, David Weiss says, we all say support what you like or it goes away. So yes. I love how you opened up the show and, and gave people options to support you, because if you're doing something that people enjoy, then I think that you should receive things for it. And I think that if people yes. um, and people don't realize how important a dollar is, yes. I mean, like you if know, everyone who listened to the show gave a dollar. Right. <laughs> even every like fourth show or something like right. that would be a huge amazing benefit it would be it would be awesome i am just starting to get people who are um donating to paypal and kicking me some super chats and different things like this to support me and it's been really really awesome because i've been doing it for two years i think without right. anything back so yeah that's really, what people really fail to realize is that it takes a while to get started none of us just yeah. started you know and then all of a sudden made money and yeah paypal for me was great for a while i started to get some donations some people donating monthly and then paypal uh, kicked me out, you know, said that they didn't like my content or whatever and held my money for six months, which is coming up here shortly when I should get it back, but not the account, the account's gone. And then, you know, they're just taking away your ability to do online retail and marketing yeah. and, you know, be able to pay for things. I mean, now it's a little bit harder and, um, PayPal's the number one choice yeah. you for no, and it's, online. <laughs> it was super easy and I wasn't doing any yeah. damage to that. And no. it wasn't even like, you know, there's people out there selling selling thing. I wasn't selling anything and donations shouldn't be something that's scrutinized like that because somebody's mm -hmm. donating, they're actually making the decision right there. There's not even a transaction that needs to play, take place as far as, okay, you send me money, I'll send you this product. And in that case, yeah. there's a lot of room for chicanery or maybe I take your money and I don't send you the product or I send you something right. different than you actually purchased. When it's a donation, it is what it is. The person's right. hitting, I'm donating $5, boom, transaction's over. It's easy. Yes. There's no returns. You can't refund. Well, what do you mean refund? You chose to donate to that person. So I think, you know, PayPal, yeah, they got rid of me. But I'm hoping that there's some other options that come along. Uh, I do believe people should support. And like you said, I don't think people realize, you know, I've got 140,000 YouTube subscribers. And imagine if, you know, 10,000 of those gave a dollar a month. That's $10,000 a month. <laughs> it's ridiculous, you know. It is. Um, and a dollar a month, none of those people would even notice that. Yeah. And so you think of all the tests, experiments, interviews, places I could go, travel. Um, and I'm not talking about travel for leisure. I don't do anything like vacation or, or gamble or do any of the things that people I even used to do. You know, yeah. now it's all about uh, living simply and, you know, making, you know, growing your own food and eating healthy and uh, passing that stuff along. So really, um, you know, those thousands of dollars a month would do wonders for people who are in this truth community and, and getting further along to the truth. But again, I understand why people just, it's a tough economy right now. So some people can't donate. And I'm super thankful to have 195 patrons is amazing. That's you so know, cool. yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it's just those, yeah. those people are my, my lifeblood. Even, 
if anything happened to PayPal, I'm sorry, if anything happened to um, my YouTube channel, I, I'm not even worried about it because I feel like kind of the same thing that happened with Owen would take place to me. I know I wouldn't lose any of those patrons. So yeah. at least I would still have those 195 people that would find me on DLive, that would find me on TFR. So it, it's a comfort blanket knowing that, um, you know, even if the YouTube channel goes away, it's not the end of, of everything. There's still people out there that enjoy what I do and support what they like. So I think it's great. And I'm, I'm all game for everybody else who's doing what we're doing to uh, reach out to their people and say, hey, you know, if you're enjoying my content, just like you have to pay for direct TV or just like you have to pay for cable TV, um, those things are expensive. Direct TV is like $100 a month. Oh my so God, if people crazy. stop watching TV, then they've got $100 they can throw around to their 100 favorite you know, YouTube personalities or creators that are out there doing stuff that people enjoy. And it took me a long time to even ask for money or to feel like people... Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you feel like, I don't know, there's just something to it there where you had, it's like a psychological jump I had to make to even... Yeah, at like the beginning, it's just, money, but. yeah, at the beginning, it's scary. And, and I think what it took for me is enough people reaching out saying, how can we support? Because I always said, I don't want to be the person that says, hey, give me money, give me, give me money. But when people started reaching out, then it became, okay, if you want to support. And I've always been that way, right? I mean, my, you know, my, I always tell people my videos are free. Everything I do is, is free. You can, all I ask is that if you like it, you share it, give it a thumbs up or whatever. And then for those who want to support, who those who support what they like so it doesn't go away because if there is no support and youtube disappears or whatever i'm just not gonna have the time uh to be able to do this anymore so it's going to be back to the grind and uh, i could easily go get a job again managing a drugstore do i ever want to do that no i absolutely dreaded that i um hated the corporate world you know i used to work for a drugstore that was really family owned and run and was great and then they got taken over by cvs which i think is is basically the devil <laughs> yeah um and, and yeah they just uh they don't care about people it was all fake it was all you know if your district manager was coming or your uh, regional manager was coming for a visit then like the district manager would send all the store managers to that store to clean it up and make it look real good so that when the you're like what are you doing like yeah. shouldn't the regional manager come in and see what the store really looks like not perfect because you fixed it up for a week before you got there and hey it's all it's all fake it's all done by design i mean even the regional manager will call the district manager and say i'm going to go to this store on this date because they want it to look perfect i mean they don't want to really go into stores and see what they really look like they so it's just to work for it <laughs> no it's just all fake it's just all nonsense so i'm a big fan of, you know people should support what they like if you watch owen support him if you watch my show support it um and if you can't or don't it's okay you know there's enough other people yeah. Like I said, 195 patrons, I couldn't be more appreciative of that. Would it be amazing to have double that? Absolutely. But, um, you know, it's another thing. I don't I don't try and say, oh, I'm going to do this and do this for my patrons because I'm also not trying to. I just want people to support if they like what I'm doing. I'm not trying to give them things or, you know, oh, I'll, I'll call you on Skype if you do. You know, those things okay. gets a little bit reaching to me, and it's a little difficult to do that. I would take up all my time if I said, okay, if you donate on Patreon, I'll contact you on Skype and we can have phone conversations. That's not really the direction I'm looking to go. It's not how I started my channel, like you said, right? Yeah. I mean, the reason I started my channel is I liked making videos. I liked talking about some of these events. And and then it allows you to kind of do stuff that you want to do, which is amazing. Like you said, the street interviews, that's just something I've seen. And I may get out there and hate it. You know, I yeah. might get out there and be like, okay, this isn't what I want to do. But the great thing about that is then what do I want to do next? Yeah. What else sounds like fun? So that's a great position to be in. I, you know, I, you know 
can't say thank you enough for people that have given me that opportunity where I can kind of decide now, what do I feel like doing next? Do I, people have said, do you want to write a book? Yeah, I could. I think I want to write a book, but you know, I sit down and I start writing and I'm like, I don't know, I'm just not enjoying writing this. I feel like I'm always correcting. I'm always going back of like five pages and then I'm like proofreading those five pages. I feel like I don't get anywhere. So it's just like, you know, I just like to always grow and, and have an open plate of what can I do next. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like that open-ended sort of um, eternal growth mindset because I think when you get stuck in something and this is like, this is what I do and this is the way I do it, then in addition to all the things that come along and force you to change, it's like you're never going to sort of, you're not going to keep engaging, honestly. And then um, it's just going to get stagnant and and weird. So I think that's really cool. And I do think that Subscribestar and Patreon and these things are like the best way to support somebody. Like you said, that's then something that you can kind of say, um, you know, like I was being able to put my podcast back out because people are subscribing on Subscribestar. And so I can say like, okay, I have a genuine, I have a pretty good idea that I'm gonna have about this much money coming in so I can afford to pay for this Absolutely. service, whatever it is. Yeah, I've um, said that too, that back when I did have PayPal, where there might be a month where I, you know, get $150 in, in donations and then the next month would be 20. So it'd be real hard to ever count on anything. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know, but at least with Patreon, you can kind of start to count on what's coming in. You're like, okay, this kind of looks like at least it's been two or three months in a row at that amount. You can kind of at least estimate that it's not going to drop by half the next month unless something drastic happens. So yeah, my whole thing this year is going to be, you know, uh, you know, like you said, listening more um, rather than talking so much and just, uh, okay, I'll watch this and do a video. I just want to see what other people are doing, uh, do some more interviews like we're doing now. Uh, And, you know, I have a little show on my channel that's, um, we call it the lounge. I just have a few people that we invite and we just sit around and talk for like three, four hours. And I feel like I'm learning so much from those kind of things where before, if I'm just making a video, editing a video, uploading a video, reading comments on that video, I'm not really growing other than what I already know because I knew that information to make the video. So (laughs) I like a little listening more than than talking, which is hard for me, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome that you're doing that. I don't know what I was on with you that I didn't even know we were live. I thought I was just talking to you and Dave. And then I realized like 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, we're live right now. (laughs) Well, I think that um, if I remember right, you had Dave on your show. And then the next day, I think you were watching monday night raw which is our tfr show yes and then we went off the live went off tfr but we kept live on on, on d live and yes. then you call i think you called dave on skype or something right because then he patched you in and then it was like oh hey Lindsay. <laughs> so that was the first I, like, time i thought you. we were all just three talking no we were live yeah. <laughs> i was like which, oh, we're live. that may be gone forever now because i think that was uh, one of those three replays on d live which obviously doesn't last very long. So unless somebody captured that, I didn't capture it. <laughs> so it's in the, it's in the ether it's only now. in our minds. Right, exactly. <laughs> Did it really happen? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to go back to the something that you mentioned where you said you'd rather have people who are um, looking into it themselves and coming to some sort of truth than people who are just going to take your word for it. And this is something that's been um, kind of on my mind lately because I see a lot of people who are like, followers of somebody and they can they kind of start identifying with that right and then they put you on this pedestal and they're like well you said this and therefore that's like what i think now and right. and they kind of stop um thinking for themselves and then they Absolutely. start just like repeating anything that they hear and it's like they were on this good path of critical thinking and they right. found whoever it is you know you or someone else and then they just 
fell off of it because it, it's almost like this abdication of responsibility. Like I don't have to think anymore if this person's doing it for me. And this I think sort of that acolyte behavior is like really disturbing. It's really disturbing. It's one of the things that you know I noticed that really scared me about the direction it was going when I saw so many people that were kind of like, well, whatever Jaren says, I say, and you know, we're kind of like becoming followers, like mm-hmm. more than, more than I ever wanted. I'm like, dude, I'm just some guy talking on the internet. You do not want to follow me. You don't want to believe what I believe. In fact, if you believe everything I believe, I think you're insane because yeah. <laughs> you should have, I mean, imagine if we all believe the same thing. That's, in, that's yeah. ridiculous. You know, we shouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't even be having this conversation. You would already know what I believe. You would already know the answer to all my questions and what the hell would we be doing? <laughs> We'd just go to sleep. So, um, I think that that's a scary thing that happened. And I do think people really should have their own path and kind of build their own belief systems and, um, and, you know, not be so dependent on what somebody else says. And uh, they have to know what I believe about a certain subject. I won't mention any names. There's people out there that constantly Skype me and like, what are your thoughts on this right now? And whose side are you on this side or this? I'm like, do it. Why do you even care? What difference does it make what I think about that subject just what do you think about it like you don't need to know what i think about it um maybe i'm still building my idea about it i don't have a i don't have a definitive answer one way or the other right now and i probably won't in a year and it doesn't matter i don't need one you know but people will get away from that they feel like you're on my side or you're not and i think that that's the way you know look at 9-11 for instance uh the fact that there was what happened happened, and there were so many different ideas. You know, no planes. There was planes. The, you know, there was actually a missile shot. It's, but by having all those out there, it became an argument between 9-11 truthers. So 9-11 really never went very far because people argued with each other rather than realizing what had happened and that we'd been lied to and we'd been deceived and then going from that point and just accepting that people are going to have different opinions of it. It's okay if somebody believes there was no planes and somebody else believes that it was directed energy weapons. It's okay. It's like you don't need to argue with each other incessantly about what it is. And this person's a shill now because they say there was no planes. And you don't know that. Nobody knows what happened that day. You know, very (laughs) few people know. And I don't think it's constructed in a way that you're meant to ever know. It's constructed in a way and things are put out there as misinformation, disinformation, so that nobody can ever really come to the full truth. Same thing with the moon landing. So if we argue about different things about it, why can't we just all agree, which at least Flat Earth has gone to that point, we all agree the moon landings are fake. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we may have a different opinion about how it's all set up and how Flat Earth works and whether there's a dome and whether there's a glass dome and whether there's gravity and whether, you know. And for me, it just doesn't matter. And for a lot of other people out there, it matters big time. They're just all about, you know, which people on the Flat Earth believe this and which people believe that. And for me, I'm just, maybe I'm just much more simple or whatever i just uh have gotten to the point where i love that there's different opinions out there because if there is different opinions it's fun (laughs) then i get to listen to different perspectives get to think yeah and anybody who's coming across telling you they know they're wrong they don't know yeah so you know especially if they say that they know but also especially if they do it emotionally if they're trying to use emotion as part of it not if you have a natural emotional response sometimes like that's normal but if someone's always coming at you with the emotional like that's usually a control mechanism and it's manipulative right yeah, so I think that that's all over the place. And it's the same thing when, when you were talking about um, how easy it is for people just to believe what they hear. So, you know, Lindsay says this, so I believe it. I think that that's another trap that's been put there from day one by, you know, teaching us all about the globe when we're so young we can't question it. Because, and Dave Weiss says it best, that um, the easiest thing to do is simply believe somebody. It takes no effort. It takes no work. It takes no research. 
And I think a lot of people like that. And I understand why also, because if people have a job and they work 50 hours a week and they have a family and they've got to, you know, put food on the table for their wife and kids and they've got to put them to bed and take them to soccer practice, there's just not time. And that's by design. There's just not time to research some of these subjects. So these people get locked into finding somebody they like. Mm -hmm. And then when they say something like, okay, I believe that. And I understand that there's going to be people that you start to trust and people that you start to appreciate uh, maybe like me with Crow Triple Seven, who I really respect his opinion. And so there is some things that he'll say that I'll kind of put into, you know what, that fits what I think. And maybe I won't do as much research on it as I need to. And I'll just kind of put that in my belief column. Like, I think he's right about that. Yeah. But you need to always be open to the fact that that may not be right. And those guys will tell you flat out, they, they're not always right. I mean, you know, any, nobody's out there telling you, I know everything that there ever was. And, you know, except for science. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Tyson. Science is true whether you believe it or not. He'll tell you that stuff. So that's the big difference between the people that you should be watching and the people that you should be listening to. And I always say it. Take the good, leave the bad. You know, I mean, uh, listen to people that you enjoy listening to. And some of the things they say, you can kind of take that and put it in your you know, belief category if you want. And some things maybe don't fit and you just push that aside. But it's good to be open to it all. And you yeah. never know. You know, people could be right about some subjects. And I think all of us admit that we said things a year ago that maybe we don't believe now. Oh, so yeah. It's, yeah, right. That's what I, I love looking at the Facebook <laughs> memories that come up because I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I did think that like right. a few years ago. <laughs> like, That's what's great about having a YouTube channel, too, because I've got all those old videos. And you know, I'm oh, actually yeah. scared sometimes to go back and watch them. Now, at this point, some of them are four and five years ago. Not only because they're the worst edited videos I've ever seen, where I'm like, holy shit, how did people not just say, dude, get off YouTube, that is the worst editing I've ever seen. But you learn as you grow. And um, but it's, and you're your own worst critic. You're comparing absolutely. yourself then to now. It's like so much growth that happens. Right. And then I had people who would come along and say like, oh, this guy's a shill because he is, his editing got better or something. It's like, well, what are you talking about? That's how it should work. If my, my videos are worse now than they were five years ago, we've got problems. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that they're better now is like the direction you should go. It's like, yeah, I've learned how to use my editing software a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> Get over it. Wow. So yeah. Anyway, I'm just not, um, not in a place either that I want to interrupt people's journeys, uh, as much people should be on their own journey. They should find their own truth and do their own research and if uh if they call watching me doing research that's okay uh, i think yeah. i try and show people uh, the evidence of why i believe that and it's okay if people put i'm certainly not saying you can't just watch me and say okay i agree with what jaron said there but yeah. it's the people that um like i said don't then go around and pretend that you actually have some sort of facts that you are no. truth that you could like tell people this is for sure <laughs> no and that's the scary yeah. thing a lot of people do that but i think that you know like i said when you put children in front of teachers and you teach them something and it, that's how we were all groomed to believe that knowledge goes that there's True. somebody who stands in front of you and somebody who gives you all the facts and then your job is to learn to memorize the facts and that's how you become smart and it's completely not it's no. not the way you become smart that's the way you become uh, you know just one of them and again if phds think that each other another PhD is as smart as them. And it's because, yeah, well, it's like, you believe the same things that I believe. So For we're smart. smart. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, no, that's not really what makes intelligence. Intelligence to me is somebody who can watch a video, watch a live stream, take what's good from it, leave what's bad, play with the pieces and recreate their own idea of something that, you know, close, more closely resembles reality, which I think we've gotten so far away from. Yes. What I've really learned after, um, you know, however many years teaching and is that 
I think that the it's something you can teach, it's something you can improve on, and it's a mark of intelligence, and it's going to lead you to all kinds of knowledge, and it's just as simple as asking questions. And I was really disturbed in my last handful of years of teaching at the reduction in the ability to eat, to ask questions. And it right. sounds stupid. People are like, what do you mean anyone can ask a question? But you'd be shocked to learn that a lot of people really don't have questions in their head and they can't think of any to ask even. And right. it's crazy to me because all I have is questions and I me love too. questions, you know, um, but there are people who can't. And so I think that asking questions is a mark of intelligence. Practice asking questions if you're like not... Right someone who normally does it just literally you can just like brainstorm questions and just like list them right. and this is going to help you start to it just leads you places in your thought in your thought processes that are where you hadn't been before 100%, that's what 100%. a question does i think my twitter thing says asking questions others are afraid to ask and that's really what started me on this path was i had so many questions and my wife and i kind of came to the point where we said let's kind of destroy everything that we thought we knew Let's start from the very bottom. That's when she said, do you think the earth could be flat? And of course, I'm like, no, not that. We're not going that far <laughs> back. But you know, then I realized, oh, we do need to go that far back. It's like we need to go way to the beginning. But really, when you kind of destroy that, all that you're left with is questions. And yeah. that's the best way to start on your path to finding truth. You should have a lot of questions. And then you should watch different people give you the answer and figure which one fits better with, with your reality. And you know that's how, at least to me, you'll become a flat earther. Or, I know a lot of people don't like that moniker. I'm not sure I necessarily like it. It's just what I currently believe. So that's what it, it is, what it is. But I think you want to ask questions and I, I still ask questions constantly. I mean, cause I'll tell you right now, I don't know all the answers. I don't know uh, the shape of the, the earth as far as how it's all laid out and uh, how it all works and how the sky works and how the sky clock works and exactly who runs it and who created it. I don't know those answers, but that's what I'm searching for. And that's what makes life exciting what doesn't make life exciting is oh i know everything that there is to know nasa told me this science book told me i don't have to do any research let's go watch football yeah. i was seriously like asking myself today i'm like what do people who are not like asking questions and thinking about these things like what are they doing and i was like all i could come up with is shopping i'm like they're all just yep. shopping all the time <laughs> like from home right know, watching Jeez. tv and shopping i think are like the two things you do when you're asleep it's getting <laughs> scary now that you can just shop from your house like whatever you want you can get it right now you can deliver it to your house right no matter what it is tomorrow or even <laughs> i think now there's like amazon now there's a <laughs> you can get it within mates. two hours yeah. yeah, that's and insane. There's Postmates where you can order anything from like your whole town, any store. So crazy. So we'll go grab it for you and bring it to you. That, and then to, to prove how unintelligent I am, if anybody would have ever came to me and said, Jaron, what do you think about uh, fast food delivery? Like, are you stupid? Who the hell is going to pay money to have fast food delivered to them when they can go to the store and get it themselves and now look at you know, things like Do DoorDash and, and uh, Grubhub? I mean, these things are making buttloads of money because yeah. people are just so lazy. So a yes. good piece of advice, somebody told me this, and I don't remember who it was, and they told me it three or four years ago. And when they said it, I didn't even think of its importance until recently when he said, if you ever want to make money, just invent something or do something that makes people more lazy. And I was like, yeah, okay. But the more I'm seeing what's coming out, everything that's coming out, I'm like, oh, that's that's it. It's just it's literally people, the key. <laughs> it's just literally what people want. They just want to be more and more lazy, which is scary. It's like it's whatever scary. you can do to be lazy. It's like food delivery now you know in a box with everything you need to make the perfect dinner and this shit's expensive that one blows my mind yeah i'm like this is all like you could pay five dollars for it if you just went to the store and right. bought it or you, or you could, could pay, pay twenty dollars if somebody put it in a box for you right exactly and then tell <laughs> like, you exactly how to make this. it 
genius marketing. I know. And that's how I mean, I'm not very intelligent because somebody would have came to me with that idea. I'd be like, no, that'll never work. Yeah. No, delivering yeah. delivering fast food. Like who wants McDonald's delivered to their house, dude? They can just drive to McDonald's. It's, yes. mi- there's a, it's within a mile of everybody. <laughs> you can get there if you want. <laughs> but look what's happened now. So it's pretty scary the way that's all going. Yeah, people are um, they're in that now mentality and they ordering things online, getting whatever you want when you want it. It's kind of scary. It is scary. It's like your life is, you know, grow up, get a job or go to college, get a career, get a house, get a family, and then just sit in your house for the rest of your life, buying things and eating food. Right. That's it. Like that's your whole life. Who was it? Was it George Carlin? There's a good comedian where he's talking about getting stuff where you just, you keep getting more stuff and you go to college and you have an apartment and you get stuff for the apartment and then you get a house and then you got to get more stuff and then you get a storage unit for more stuff. It's just so true. People, and they never even touch that stuff. Then you see shows like Hoarders and stuff. You're like, holy smokes. I'm like, you can go sell all that stuff on like eBay or whatever, get rid of it, have more space, have less shit weighing you down and then go on vacation with all the money you made. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's just... Scary. Oh, here's my my shirt, my Truth Matters shirt. Oh, nice. Uh, that's, that's a shout out to. Buy. Yeah, well, that's from uh, Nathan Stoltman's sh- shop at truthclothing.io. Oh, cool. So, like I said, I support the channels I like. I like Nathan Stoltman. Awesome. He comes out with uh, his site. I think his wife runs it. And yeah, people should check that out, truthclothing.io, and support people that are doing good work. Buy shirts. I think uh, Owen Benjamin's got unbearablesmerchandise.com or something where people can get his stuff and that's cool. you've got some merchandise or is that your yeah. own yeah no, I, I see your Rogue cup Ways there merch. Um, it's just the logo of Rogue Ways on various things yeah. like uh, cups oh very cool yeah very nice <laughs> yeah. and shirts um, it's got the catchphrase very on the back, cool yeah so, um, there's cool stuff awesome. like that in my store that you can buy and I love it because it's I tried to get some quality things from companies that were not as evil as others as much as possible. Um, but for that, it's like a little bit more expensive, but I'm right. like, well, if people are going to buy it. Um, it's going to give me a, you know, a few dollars. They're going to get something fun with a cool logo on it. And then Very cool. hopefully we're not making the world a worse place. But <laughs> I did have somebody kind of attack me and, um, you know, say like, oh, why would you like promote this, you know, kind of materialistic, like these little trinkets and stuff. This is beneath you. And I'm like, Dude, shut Dude. up. <laughs> First of it's all, it's not. like you're not forcing it into their house. It's like you can yeah. buy this if you want it. It's not It's not very difficult. It's like people when you know I started putting shirts on YouTube below the things and people are like, oh, now Jaren's sold out, this and that. And it's like, dude, you don't have to buy a shirt. And also How you're not going to get rich off selling shirts. No, no. You make like $2.50 a shirt. Yeah. And I think I've <laughs> sold 26 shirts or something, you know. Right. So, yeah, I'm rich now with the 60 bucks that's put in my pocket. Thank you very much. Right. No, it's just this thing of um, Neil Kramer. I don't know if you're familiar with Mm -hmm. him. He's sort of a spiritual guy. Um, He and he did Transmutation, this really beautiful movie. And he says, and I'm a big fan of this idea is that you should sort of like diversify yourself as much as possible. And so, you know, I sell my books and I sell this merch and I do tarot readings and I do the show and I like whatever. And hopefully over all these and I sell my curriculum that I made for my years of teaching and hopefully over all these methods will like grow enough that someday, you know, that'll be somewhat self-sustaining that'd be really cool right but as of now i get like 30 dollars a month or something <laughs> like but it's great yeah. right i mean it's like it's it's a start it's a start yeah no it, i know how it was i know you know i missed paypal because it was nice getting those couple donations like that and yeah. uh, to have that disappear is kind of rough but at the same time you just like you said it's good to have a, a couple branches out there so luckily i had yeah. patreon and not just paypal because that would have been really big if it was like yeah, paypal's gone and you're just like oh now everything's gone so yeah, I like to have a few things out there now. I have Venmo too, which is a little bit hard because it's only uh, USA. But 
Um, yeah, you just can kind of branch out there as much as possible. I'm hoping Patreon stays around because that allows me to to do this. It allows me to do it, uh, you know, almost full time. It's not full time. I still work on Tuesdays and Saturdays, but um, besides that, it allows me to enjoy really what I'm doing. I've gotten healthier. I've gotten thinner. Uh, eating better. You know, I drink distilled water now. I mean, there's so many things that have come as a result uh, that would never come if it wasn't for all these people helping. And my wife and I are trying to have a baby right now, which five years ago, we were like, we don't want to bring a baby into this world. It's too crazy. But yeah. with everybody's help and support and, and just realizing that we can do good things, we can eat healthy, we can um, get away from the medical industry. And so, I mean, I haven't taken a pill and I mean a Tylenol or an Advil and in, in, since I started doing YouTube. Um, whoop whoop. Yeah, <laughs> whoop whoop. That's awesome. Yeah, just getting away from things like that because I think that they are scary and all those medications that are out there just mask whatever the issue is. So if you have some yes. issue, something in your life needs to be fixed. You're you yes. know, you're eating something processed, you're doing something wrong, you're not getting enough sleep, you're drinking fluoridated water, you're, you know, showering in fluoridated water, and you can really eliminate those things. And I think when I first started hearing people talk like that five, six years ago, whatever it was. Um, I was afraid that it seemed like impossible. Like I could never yeah. get there, but it's just baby steps. It's just yes. get rid of one thing today. Uh, you know, start eating healthier, start going to farmer's market, talk to the farmers and ask them what they do out there. What's different about their farm. And all of a sudden you'll find people that are all about it. Like you are that are like, Oh, we don't use any machinery. We're afraid of any machinery touching any of our fruits and vegetables. We don't use any pesticides. Um, you know, we use well water I mean, and all of a sudden you find these people that you're like, okay, I'll be here every week to get your produce. Um, there's, uh, a guy I buy eggs from and he's got chickens out on his farm and his chickens only eat the food that he grows. So it's like, great. So, I mean, it's just things like that where you're like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, those chickens only eat the same food that he's growing. He doesn't use any machinery. Uh, it's him and his wife that do it. They've got two daughters. They're on Instagram. They take pictures all the time out at their farm, picking, growing, and she's awesome. Then you fall in love with people like that because I'm not at a place yet. Uh, we do have some stuff growing in the backyard. Obviously, winter's a little rough. You know, my plants don't look great right now. But we're not quite like Owen. Owen's got the whole homestead, yeah. right? Which is awesome. I mean, we He's can all it. we can all dream for that. Right. Um, and maybe that'll come. You know, I, I like to hope that that'll happen one day. But for now, we've got cucumbers and tomatoes and squash in the backyard and some, a lemon tree. But besides that, we still have to go and get stuff from the farmer's market. But you can eat healthier. And when you do, you start to realize that you feel better. And uh, I lost a lot of weight. I still want to lose a lot more. You, know, you get to that point where you realize, oh, shoot, I have to actually eat less at this point to lose weight. Yes. <laughs> and I like to eat too much. So yes. that's my problem. I, I love nothing more than making a huge-ass salad in a giant bowl, which is cucumbers, <laughs> tomatoes, and lettuce, and artichoke hearts. And just I love that. more than, <laughs> I'll sit there and grub on that all day. But then you realize, you eat more of it. <laughs> yeah, but then you realize when you get to a certain weight and you're like, I want to lose more. And you're like, okay, well, I guess that probably means I have to cut back. I have to eat half that salad. <laughs> Which, well, have you ever done fasting? <laughs> I haven't, but that's another thing I've been hearing a lot about. That, yeah, uh, I just started. So I just did a, I started master cleansing like a year and a half ago or something. Uh -huh. um, and that's amazing. It's pretty difficult, but I mean, it's not that difficult. It's once you do it, it's like not that difficult. But like anyway, I said, really I like nice. to eat too much. It scares me. I'm like, what? Go for a certain amount of time without eating? Like, but you oh, drink boy. this liquid with a maple syrup and you get enough calories each day and, and you get a lot of nutrients. And okay. so you're still like, you feel pretty sustained after the first few days of getting over the fact that you're not like chewing something and swallowing right. it. Um, but anyway, besides that, after that, it's a lot easier. Once you've had that as a sort of reset, it's a lot easier to do like alternate day fasting or just smaller eating windows. And right. it's nice because you still get to eat 
food that you like. Right. <laughs> you still get to eat a good amount of it, um, but you can also lose weight and feel healthier. And you good. give your body that time to sort of um, heal itself. You know, if you're always digesting, you're always putting energy into that. So right. I'm not a guru at it like a lot of people are. I'm just kind no. of starting. But and this is what I, I mean by that we're all growing. You know, it's yeah. like. Uh, I'm certainly not saying, oh, I've got it all down perfect. No, I've got so much to learn, but I've taken little baby steps and getting rid of fluoridated water was huge. And, get, you know, getting a filter from my shower and not showering in fluoridated water was huge. And then learning that, you know, how cheap it is to go to the farmer's market and not buy processed food and not buy fast food and not all of that's just huge. And it's part of the reason we want, we think it's time to have a baby because at this point now we're like, it wouldn't be that expensive now that we're eating healthy to, to grow a baby eating healthy i would never feed my child mcdonald's they would not know what a happy meal, happy meal is for as long yeah. as humanly possible um but again that's going to be tough there's things on tv and you just but i think it'll be interesting at least having more knowledge so fasting is probably something and i know i heard owen the other day saying he doesn't eat after six or something and and i'm like yeah. okay so, you know things like that are ideas and because i have yes. hit kind of a hump where i need to get lose some weight we're my wife and I were riding bikes every day during the summer, and now it's a little too cold to do that. So I can tell I put on that winter winter weight. You know that the Thanksgiving, <laughs> that Wednesday, yeah, exactly that Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, extra poundage. So uh, hopefully it gets warm coming back soon. But uh, yeah, so it's cool to hear that. It sounds like this is another kind of effect of the of being um, of looking for the truth and finding it and finding sort of a community of people and like this farm that you found. And mm -hmm. you know, the more you're like growing into that, then that one of the effects of that is that you do feel safer and more comfortable to have a baby. Cause I think right. that that is something that I think is also trained into us and sort of bred into us that like having children is dangerous and maybe bad and you're overpopulating the planet. And there's all these reasons that right. we're sort of told to like not have kids. And so I almost think it's like, Oh, it's fear porn, right? To choose to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And the fear porn is everywhere. I mean, they constantly try and scare you out of that. And I think part of that is trying to, you know, scare people away from having children. And I think, I don't know where I heard somewhere like how much it costs to have a child. It's just bullshit. It's like, no, it does not cost. It's like, it's a hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars to have a child. It's like, shut up. It's free. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> the baby's not going to add anything for years to your, to your food income, you know, or your food years. costs. Yeah. And even like clothes and like toys and, and no. little, the things you need, you can get them secondhand. Absolutely. You can get them for free. Oh, that's all my wife and I have been talking about. It's just, we can't wait to go to, you know, to Goodwill and, and yeah. you know, purchase little outfits for a dog. They grow <laughs> out of them in a day anyway. I mean, you know, it's like you don't need to, you know, buy all new stuff and everything. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be much better and, and looking forward to it. I had a child 19 years ago. My son's 19. So, wow. yeah, a long time. <laughs> so it'd be a long time in between children. If we do get pregnant, it'll be like 20 years in between or more. But uh, times have certainly changed and and I'm looking forward to it. So you're you're like uh, joining a growing movement of people who are having kids kind of later Absolutely. in their lives, too, which is. I yeah, I've seen it a lot cool too. They try to fear porn you out of that too. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And my wife's, you know, quite a bit younger than me, like seven years, eight years younger than me. Um, so she's still in that prime. I'm kind of, I just hit 40 recently. So, ugh. Um, but yeah, no, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good. And, and four years ago, three years ago, you would have caught me and talked about changing. I would have said like, oh, I don't want to bring a baby into this world. There's too many lies. There's too many deceptions. There's too many this, there's too many that. And, uh, you know, growing out of that and realizing that a lot of that is fear porn. And, you know, it's just meant to, it's all despair merchantry. It's just constantly out there. I mean, that's what the news is. The news is just constant barrage of look at all these bad things happening. It's like, <laughs> I don't watch the news often, but sometimes in the morning I'll wake up and just turn on to see what's going on. 
And it's so funny that they have the weather report every day, and the weather is like nationwide, so they'll find the worst five spots and just you know, <laughs> and act like it's the end of the world there. You know, oh, temperatures. Right. Look at the rain and look at this. You know, <laughs> this happened, and it's gotten so hot, it's 105. I'm like, yeah, well, there's a, look how big the country is. Of course, there's yeah. going to be somewhere that's 105, and of course, there's going to be somewhere that's, uh, you know, 20 below. I mean, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Everybody will be fine. And But they just, yeah, they just try and scare you, what seems like pretty much constantly absolutely yeah. and it's very effective for most people so i'm always oh, glad when people are breaking out of it in any way um yeah. i don't know how much time you have but i have just some what random questions okay i'm ready for questions let's go <laughs> okay <laughs> so um one person a fan of rogueways brett asks uh if you know which texts that support the idea of the firmament which texts yeah <laughs> Like I know the Bible. The Bible. Has <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, there was this um, encyclopedia, I want to say, entry that was coming up about Antarctica. I want to say, and it had some reference to a dome, right. and so people were like, "Oh, it's the dome of the firmament," and yeah. um, but it's but a dome is actually a geological structure. And correct. Um, yeah, that's right? what I in my research showed me that uh, yeah they call a dome any kind of a mountain that is not amongst other mountains. So, you know, if there's a mountain range, those are mountains or whatever peaks or hills, but they do sometimes call a dome, any kind of a, just a protrusion that comes out of nowhere. And I think that that's what that article was describing. Now, was it, could it have been describing an actual physical dome? I don't necessarily think that that's the case, but it could, like I said, it's not not for me to say, nope, that's not what it meant. Don't listen to that. (laughs) No. I mean, if some people think of that, I don't personally think that that's what they meant as far as text that, you know, um, that consider a firmament. I, I don't think there's necessarily text that I've seen, but there's a lot of uh, good videos. I mean, we just did a show, uh, Globusters, this past Sunday. Um, I think it's called Globusters Gets Witsit because we got a new Globuster member named Austin Witsit. And uh, I think there was a good conversation in there about some of the things that tell us that there is a, a firmament or something up there. I don't think you can have gas pressure. We all have gas pressure. We, we're breathing it right now. I don't think you can have gas pressure with a vacuum attached. You know, obviously yeah. all that gas pressure would go to uh, where there's no pressure. So you know, pressure goes to where there's less pressure. So right. all the pressure on Earth would disappear. So I think that there is some sort of containment. I don't think it's a glass firmament, but again, the Bible describes it as something like molten-looking glass. Um, so it could be something like that. But I think there's a lot of options. I just can't think of any text off the top of my head that would uh, say that there's a firmament besides the Bible, if you believe that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of religious texts tend to mention something of that <coughs> yeah. nature. No, that's um, true. I think a lot of people in the in the past thought that there was some hard, fast barrier up there. Um, you know, a lot of people think like the Libyan glass that's fallen in the desert and stuff like that may be from something from above. But Ooh, I've never heard that one. Yeah, yeah. Look like up that. the Libyan glass. Um, you know, Iru, a guy that does uh, great work and his channel, if people are looking for that, is Nur Paratotos. That's his Spanish channel and he's got an English channel, NPT Red Pill. But uh, he does a lot of work and he's explained that when things get up so high, they get to a temperature uh, that could create a barrier, you know, uh, like a zero Kelvin temperature uh, where it would make, a, you know, would solidify anything up there, whether it's helium, whatever's up there. And it could create wow. something like a, a barrier. So huh, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. <clears throat> it certainly seems to make more sense to me that there would be something up there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not sure. I simply know when I look out, you know, outside, if I go outside tonight and look up at the stars, I just simply know that there's no way those stars are, you know, I think the minimum distance of the star is 25 trillion miles 
which is insane. I mean, that's really what they're teaching children, that the closest star is 25 trillion miles. So I've got a question for you. So if, you know, a trillion may not seem like a lot, but how long do you think a trillion seconds is? I don't know. It's it's 31,000 years. I was going to guess like 10. (laughs) Right. So think about that. So, I mean, a trillion seconds is 31,000 years. And they tell us that the closest star is 25 trillion miles. Oh, it's okay. insane. And then we're just looking yeah. at it and we're just watching and it's just right there and we get stupid. And then they go <laughs> beyond that. That's the closest star. And that's only four light years. And then you get further and further and further and further away. So to me, I just think all that's nonsense. I don't think we can see that far. I don't think that uh, anybody who thinks that we can see that far, I think is insane. I think the stars are so much closer, so much more important. Um, yeah. I think astrology has a lot to do with it. I'm not sure which how you feel about that but i think it's makes a lot more sense when the stars are right there the energetic um you know activity of each one is is important because it's so close yeah no that does make way more sense right um than something 25 trillion been plenty of experiences in my life where astrology has proven to be a lot more than just some like random hope agree (laughs) yeah agree all right do you care at all about who wins in 2020 the presidency (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah well i mean um i don't think badly of trump i mean i think that all those guys are puppets but i think trump has yeah. done some things to kind of expose and i've just seen what the what the news has tried to do with him and it just it's even more proof of kind of things i'm talking about it doesn't matter what you say on the news if you are on nbc or cbs or any of these leftist channels people who watch that believe that those stories are true and if you watch right. fox news then you believe that the things that they say <clears throat> are true on that side. So the whole left-right paradigm, I think, is such nonsense. I really do it's think trash. that, it, yeah, I think that all those guys are puppets. Um, but for me, I've liked some of the things. I think Trump does kind of uh, go after some of these pedophiles. I think that, um, I mean, I hate the fact that he believes in Space Force and stuff, but I think he's a little bit more <laughs> honest than um, Joe Biden. That guy's oh, yeah. scary as shit. I mean, you know, the way he touches little girls and the way he, I think he's creepy as hell. And He's a pedophile for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no matter what you think about any of the right, other pedophile stuff, like you can just see him right. literally doing Very it. Very scary. You don't know what kids. those guys are up to. No, no, no. Oh. And Elizabeth Warren, I mean, she looks like she'll blow away if the wind comes too too hard. She'll be like, yeah. she'll just flutter away. I can't picture that being a president. So, I mean, I think Trump will win, um, but I probably won't even vote. So, I mean, that's just, I, I think... I don't know. It's a tough one sometimes when it comes to politics. Uh, You know, why would we trust? I mean, everything we know about politics comes from where? It comes from the media. And everything we know is that the media tells you lies and spins stories and gives you narratives. And and it works so well. I mean, they've got the entire world. I always talk about my mom. My mom's day consisted of waking up and sitting on the couch and watching the news for an hour and believing every word that came out. And she was, you know, oh, Trump is so evil. And look at all these things that he's done. And. She would always tell me, Jaren, I'm so worried about global warming. Aren't you worried about global warming? I'm like, what? No. I'm like, how is that How is that impacting your life at all? You know, yeah. it's not. It simply isn't impacting your life at all. And she's like, oh, well, maybe not our life, but don't you think about your son and what's going to happen? I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't <laughs> think that the oceans have risen anything. You know, I can go to the beach where I went when I was a kid and the ocean is coming up to the same Back point. The same. You know? So, you know, 
Uh, and then she's like, well, what about the houses that are falling into the ocean? I'm like, yeah, it's called erosion. If you yeah. build your fucking house next to the where the waves come up and hit the house, hit the wave yeah. every day, every day the waves just beating against the sand that you built your house on, it's your fault when your house falls in the ocean. Uh, you build your house on sand, period, yeah. Right, <laughs> and it, especially sand that's getting pelted by water every single day, incessantly, nonstop. It's, uh, it doesn't surprise me when eventually that sand can't hold up your house anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think, um, you know, I don't pay attention to politics uh, uh, much at all. You know, I think, like, like I said, I know where that the whole story comes from and it's a constant barrage by the same people who I know lie to me the media lies to me so to believe in the politics or to agree with some things they say or to think even to say things like I've said about Trump oh I think Trump's on I don't know that I, I don't, yeah. you know <laughs> everything that I hear out of them it seems like lies but I've seen them flat out lie where they'll take a little clip of what he said and yes. then you go look it up and you find the whole clip and you're like okay these guys are just telling lies about people um, but at least how can you not like a president who gets up there and says that the media is fake yes i know i mean this is a thing i problem i have because i'm the same as you and i want you know the left right paradigm is stupid divide right. and conquer and right you know i feel like if you're made it to presidency you've probably done some fucked up shit absolutely totally agree. in the pocket of whoever absolutely you can't be there you can't be there if you haven't dicked people over the whole time I mean, look at this yeah. guy he's like a media mogul in new york i mean not media right. i mean a, a real estate mogul uh, anybody in that department who owns as much as he does and have as much money as he does has done some shady ass shit along yeah. the way. But yeah. if you're able to get up there and say it's fake news and he calls things for what it is when something's a hoax, he says it's a hoax. Uh, you know, ha again, has he I realized? Like that. I like, like that. He'll get up and talk shit about whoever he doesn't like. Absolutely. Like, hey, at least this guy like says things. I don't even know if he has a script half the time. Like, no. I think he just stands up and talks, which is really refreshing. Uh, maybe I'm stupid. I think he sits there with his phone and tweets himself. It just, he just yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> how exactly how he feels and. So sometimes I look at that and I'm like, okay, well, I got to give him a little credit for doing that. And he'll call, yeah. you know, it's uh, creepy Joe Biden. He'll call him that or he'll call Nancy that. crazy Nancy, <laughs> which <laughs> I, I think is hilarious. Too. So you'll never have a Joe Biden get up there and tell people that the media is fake. Absolutely not. No. So, you know, when, when it comes down to it. But then I'm always like, well, is that their game? And they're trying to Right. Like, I mean, that's the thing. They want you locked into bullshit. one belief system or another. Yeah. I always talk about that because I went to a Jesuit high school, um, Catholic high school. And I realized, not until well after, but that all that those people want you in is a belief system of some type. They want you believing something, whether it's you believe in science, whether it's you believe uh, the Bible literally, uh, whatever it is, they just want you in a belief system. Because if you're in a belief system, you're trapped. The place you want to be is where you and I are, which is in the middle. We don't have a belief system. We're able right. to look at everything and just kind of weigh it. We can just talk about it, shoot it back and forth, but neither one of us lives and dies by what the media says, lives and dies by who's the president. It, it won't care. In fact, if it's not Trump, it'll just give me more things to point out and laugh at. And I think yeah. sometimes we got to have fun with this nonsense. It's all nonsense. It's all bullshit. So Trump's fun because he's out there calling it like it is and, and uh, making fun of some people. And I want to see that for four more years, I guess. But uh, <laughs> And my life certainly hasn't gotten any worse. It's not like, no. oh, my life is terrible. And I think... I got a little bit more money, which I was like, mm, see? I'll take it. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. It's up to people, whatever they want to think. But I don't get locked right. into that. I probably won't even vote. I don't even think it matters so much. I think that uh, right. they can kind of construct that how they want. But, um, you know, it, it probably does matter a little bit. Otherwise, maybe Hillary would have been president if it didn't matter at all. But again... But again, you know, like you said, it, could it all just be for, for show and could it all be a game and, you know, could it just be this back and forth and they kind of get both people feeling a certain direction? Possibly. Definitely. But then again, I see what the mainstream media tries to do and they're really 
that's one of the They're... things that gets me because I'm like, why are they so dead set about lying all of the time about right. it and just making him look horrible? If, right, if which there is wasn't weird. some actual animosity there. Right, I do. I do think that there is a a strong leftist, if you want to call it that. Um, ideal that they're trying to push this whole gay agenda you know the the transgender agenda right the open borders it's like even the free daycare thing really bothers me because i'm like so we already went to like kindergarten then we went to preschool and now we're gonna put babies in these like state operated (laughs) like scary huh so i mean yeah when it comes to the left and right i hate it but at the same time i do see this whole um idea of the left that just frightens me to get rid of your guns the you know that whole thing so um, you know, if, if I had to choose somebody, then I would choose Trump. But if I really had to choose anybody, I would choose nobody, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so totally with you. So, um, what are your thoughts on the Australian fires and the, um, do you think they're created, manipulated or? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think that there's definitely evidence of that. I think that a lot of weather has been modified. I think that they, there's evidence that they can modify the weather. If they really wanted to put out the fires, they probably could. So there's uh, great information. Even Max Egan has showed it recently, you know, at the end of his video, he showed some proof that um, they have even stated that, oh, yeah, we can just go out in the ocean and we can uh, put up this water into the atmosphere. And then it kind of the clouds go over and they rain. We can do that. So if they can do that, then go put out the fires in Australia. All along the coastline. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It would be very easy. But they don't want to do that because, again, this whole idea and, and it just I think they constantly want people spending money. Uh, there's a lot of money to be spent. Uh, it's the whole thing with the California fires, too. Um, if you don't spend that money, that money goes away. And so sometimes uh, you know, they want that money spent, and it keeps the economy going. Uh, that's another reason why I think NASA is so important is because you can't just come out and say, oh, space is fake We don't because there's so much money. I've talked about it before. There's more money in the space industry than music, uh, TV, movies, video games combined. That's a crazy stat for people to think about. And and it's not even close. It's by far. Space industry is like $350 or $400 billion a year, which is more than the box office, music, everything, video games. So I think you can't just say space is fake all of a sudden because that money, it's not like they're going to space and throwing the money out in space. The money all gets spent in these organizations, right? NASA pays these contractors who build these rockets, who have to build these parts, who pay these guys, who pay Northrop Grumman, who pay Boeing. Uh, that's what keeps the the economy going. And when you have a fake economy like we have, when you have fake money, that money needs to keep changing hands. It's the only way it goes. Everybody needs to have a job. That's why you have to keep that whole. That's why it's all a lie. You know, it's, you don't. It's just in the what they've set up. It's what you need. It's what you need to have continue. So yeah, I mean, as far as the fires in Australia, I don't think that they are um, just happenstance. I think that, um, and they could probably be eliminated pretty quickly if they really wanted to. Absolutely. So that's my opinion on that. And conveniently, um, in Australia is a rail line that was planned right in the exact right. area of the fires. And same with California. Same with California. Same with Canada. Right. Well, Canada was a oil pipeline, I think. But Right. Absolutely. And it's just easy. I mean, and, and they've got the technology well beyond what we know. I think they can definitely strike up those fires from places we would never know. You know, yeah, right. sure. People have they said they've gotten video of these flashes or whatever. But yeah. it's even if you've gotten one video of that, then that means that they've gotten hundreds more yeah. that you didn't get video of, especially out there in the in the outback. You know, um, you could just go out there with planes and blast forests and fires would start and nobody would ever know where they came from. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I agree with you on that. Um, someone in the chat, Philip K. Balls, is asking if you think work is for suckers. Work is for suckers? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> no, I mean, I think that a lot of jobs today are not needed. There's a lot of middlemen. But again, this is what they need to keep the economy going. Um, but I don't think works for suckers. I think people um, all need to, you know, do something to, to to make enough money to survive, to feed their family and things like that. So no, I would never say works for suckers. It depends on what you do, though. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, but I think that, you know, you, you should really try and get to a place. It's what I'm working on is getting to a place where you are um, you can, you know, support yourself with what you love to do. So. If somebody's out there and they're working every day in a place that they hate or they don't agree with what's going on, then a little bit. Um, I was a, I was a sucker when I was a store manager. I mean, they would use and abuse me. I was working seventy hours a week, and um, you know, I would work my ass off for that place, and they never cared about me. And I, you know, I had ninety-five employees, and would just my whole life centered around uh, that company and making. And what does CVS care? Well, CVS has you know eighty-five hundred stores across the United States. Um, and it's just a stupid company that makes stupid money and the CEO makes stupid, insane millions and they don't care about the employees. They don't care about the customers. I've got tons of stories I've told before where they don't care about customers. They don't care about employees. So really, was I a sucker when I worked that job? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I gave up my life. I gave up raising my son. I mean, I, he was in daycare pretty much all the time because I was working. I was a single dad from the time he was one until he was nine, ten. So, you know, was I a sucker at that point? Well, I wasn't doing what was right for myself, for my brain, for my body, for my health, for my son. So, yeah, I mean, I guess in that sense, sometimes if you're not doing the right thing, then, yeah, you can be a sucker. But there's people out there doing great work, and there is people, you know, do I think being a farmer is a sucker? No. Yeah. And I think that they are amazing what they, you know, like I said, there's people that are out there farming for me so that I can go buy at the farmer's garden every weekend. Um, no, I think they're doing great work and I hope more people support them. So it just depends exactly what you do for work. I, amen. Well said. I've definitely found that since I left teaching, um, which I love doing, I love teaching. Um, but since I left, I found that I'm way more relaxed. I right. have way more, I have way better health. My pain levels are like really, really low, lower than they've been right. since I can remember. Um, and just, just from not being in a job that stresses me out. And so I've just downsized my entire life gotten rid of everything I can possibly get rid of, reduced every, gotten rid of every bill that I don't absolutely need that thing that I was paying for right. and have just, um, you know, the things I'm doing here and this little part-time job that I have. And so I did happy. the same thing. It's so good. <laughs> uh, we don't have any, we haven't had car payments in years. We own our cars awesome. and they're old and, and gross and, yeah. <laughs> but they were. <laughs> and yeah, it's amazing. I don't have any credit card debt. I don't have a credit card. Um, and that's the best feeling in the world to just, if I want something, um, you know, I, I, save up money till I have it. I mean, the biggest, my biggest expenditure is like I bought that microphone to do street interviews. It was like 139 bucks. And that for me is like a big purchase. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've gone, okay, are you sure you want to do this? This is, you know, pretty expensive. So for me, those, Knitting. and that feels so much better than back when I used to make, I used to make $90,000 a year, but I just would frivolously yeah. spend and yeah. you know, I had to have a new car and I, you know, Probably I went out to eat a lot all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you would go out. I mean, I would have breakfast on the way to work and then I would go out to lunch from work and then I would come home and we'd go out to eat for dinner just because you're so tired and you don't feel like cooking and you're not eating healthy and everything in the house was packaged. And so, yeah, it's a ton better feeling when you start to, and that's why I'm so thankful for, you know, my patrons and people that support me is because I would have never 
ever been able to do that without them. I really wouldn't have. So, you know, it's a big thing to um, have people that, you know, support what you're doing. And it's made my life 10 times better. And luckily, I get emails all the time saying, you know, people telling me that I've made their life better. So what's a better feeling than that, you know? Absolutely. I love that all those changes came along with it again. I keep going back to it. But um, I also, like, I quit drinking, I think, two years ago. Um, and I started, you know, I started eating healthy a long time ago, but I go, right. go back and forth. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> often because of work, I'd be right. like so stressed out that I just do whatever. And But I really do. It's hard for people who are not there yet. And they're hearing this and they're like, oh, well, isn't that fucking great for you? And it's like, well, no, but like, it's really, it's hard to start. Like yeah. you were saying earlier, just baby steps though. Like one baby thing steps. at a time. And you're shocked eventually. You're like, wow, I felt like shit my whole life. Right. <laughs> you know, like I didn't even know how shitty I felt because I was just in the middle of it and I just kept going. But like when you start to totally do these agree. things, you feel so good. And then you go back, it's like, um, uh, I don't drink very often at all, but I drank for my 40th birthday, just a couple shots with some family and some friends. And, uh, you know, you feel so shitty the next day. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, this is probably doing so much damage to you. And I know people can get used to it and they can start drinking three, four times a, a week and they don't even get hung over or whatever, but yeah. they forget that what that's doing to your body. And yeah. you can really tell when you take a bunch of time off. I hadn't drinking in months and then you have just a couple shots and you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God, my body's just hating me. Yeah. And you're like, well, I bet it's always doing that. But again, your body is amazing. Your body can really get used to anything and, and start to process it, but it is doing damage. It will cut years off your life for sure. So yeah. it feels better when you start to um, recognize these things and then it's okay to have a fun night for your 40th birthday and then you realize why you don't drink and, and I can't tell you when the next time I'll drink is probably a very long time. Um, absolutely. So I guess uh, I'll have one more random question for you unless people want to... Um, come up with something that is interesting but and then we'll start to wrap things up okay okay so what are your thoughts on greta's sudden disappearance from the media is she gone this is how little i, I watch the media i haven't seen her in weeks months i don't know not months i, guess, oh, I don't know weeks, she's least. just a child and it's you know yeah. that's what they do they put you they put these children in front of you so that you can't make fun of them and if you dare say anything on on twitter or on youtube about it then they can go after and call it hate speech so again I've done a good job on my channel of making sure I don't say hate speech. So what I will say about her is she's a child and you should not listen to children and children shouldn't tell adults what to do. And you know, the whole idea, I haven't stolen anything from her future. I haven't stolen her life or anything like that. And nobody else has. And, um, but again, just people would be much better off if they paid attention to who to pay attention to and not. And a 16 year old girl who travels on boat and, uh, to the States to tell you, right off of, she's reading off a script it's the same thing i said earlier right i mean it's this is not her honest opinion this is not her being authentic authentic um her parents are like actors and it's i'm sure very easy that she was driving a tesla i mean it's like who yeah. gave her that car you know so when you have somebody who's getting paid to say certain things and read off of a uh, off a notepad or off a teleprompter or off a script then anybody listening to her has lost their mind anyway yeah and i really this thing about children um it's not just her, you know, it's like, it's, it's a tactic, like you said, but it's also like this, I think, trendy, it's sort of being pushed in the culture to, mm -hmm. to put children on like a pedestal. Right. And, um, I've even heard people say like, I'm going to let my kids choose who I vote for. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? It's like, so stupid. Yes. People need Do to look back at them. You were 16? I was just going to say that Yeah, people <laughs> need to look back and think well, the stupid ass shit you were doing at 16. I mean, your, your mind grows so much 
in those years. I mean, there's no reason why you should be making any important decisions, and you certainly shouldn't be telling certainly shouldn't be telling adults how to live their lives. Um, it's an abomination, really. It's you should you know. <laughs> I don't want to say children should uh, be seen, not heard, but you know, really. Um, <laughs> They should be listening more than they're trying to tell. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's probably true for all of us, but at the same yeah, time, um, anybody listening to a 16 year old uh, or at least putting anything in what they have to say just needs to go back in their life and look at what the things you were doing at 16. And not know? to say that they couldn't come up with something profound or amazing sure. or wise or whatever, but that doesn't mean that like most likely in general, it's not going to be. No. And when the media puts you up there, I mean, she hasn't said anything profound. What has she said that's profound? How dare you? You know, yeah. you took my <laughs> my life. You took my, you know, that's not profound. That's stupid. Nobody's no. taken her life. Nobody's taken her childhood. Nobody's taken her future. Nobody's taken anything from her. And yet, uh, it's not profound to say that then. It'd be, the, it'd be the equivalent of me telling you that today, that you've taken my future. No, she, you know, clearly, Lindsay hasn't taken shit from me. So <laughs> anybody listening to that or putting any stock in me saying that is out of their mind. It's, it's just a stupid rhetorical, thing. <laughs> stupid. Purely divisive. Right. All right. Real last question. What are your thoughts on um, spiritual experiences that people have that um, seem profound and suddenly kind of change them? More power to them. I think that they, we all have that. Yeah. I think that uh, spirituality has been completely eliminated from our psyche and on purpose. And I think that uh, you, you people who have those kind of experiences are called crazy and they're put down and they're put into psych wards and they're, you know, dismissed. dismissed completely. And that's the whole idea that science has brought along, that everything can be explained and everything is cut and dry and and it's not the case. And I think that uh, spirituality is so important. I think, you know, I've said a million times, I think that there's an intelligence behind this. There's a creator behind this and there's ways to get in touch with that creator. And we've just been kind of fooled into thinking that there's not um, or fooled into thinking that um you know, that we're just random specks that were came from amoebas. We're no different than animals, except for we've got a little bigger brain and we can, and that's so far from the truth. So uh, yeah, for anybody who's had any of those spiritual experiences, um, more power to them. I've had a few myself that uh, certainly cannot be explained by anything um, that I've ever been taught. And that it just, uh, it's hard to tell people about them. And that's another thing is that I could tell you and people would say I'm crazy. So Absolutely. it'd be very easy for me to listen to somebody else and say, that's crazy. Or some of the things that Max Egan was saying the other day. Very easy for people to watch him and say, that man's crazy. I I just don't do that anymore. At this point, I say, I'm not in his head. I'm not, uh, but I think he says incredible things. And some so, so insightful, I could never come up with those things on my own. So to people like that, I just listen. And if I don't agree with what he says or... Um, and I think he was saying something about, oh, well, I missed my ride out of here or something talking about like he would have ascended or something. Yeah. Um, that's beyond my knowledge right now. But again, I don't right. say I don't believe that. I don't say it's not true. I'm just not there yet. I haven't gotten to a place yet where I feel like I can ascend. Uh, but that's part of the path. Keep learning. Keep growing. I love yeah. it. I think it's really important, like you said, to... Um, um, to honor people's experiences like that and not to dismiss them. Cause I think that no. that's one of the easiest <clears throat> things that you can do. And I think it's one of the greatest crimes. And I think that it's what keeps people from sharing these types of experiences. And I think when people are brave enough to share these types of experiences, then it reminds us all that, like you said, there is something up there, some sort of higher mm-hmm. consciousness or whatever you want to call that. Um, 
and that you can access it. But if you don't know that, then you can't probably. <laughs> so like the right, more no, people yeah. are able to talk about it, then right. maybe the more likely that other people are to then also access that. And then absolutely. You know, I think you... that's what's been stolen from us, right? Is the whole idea that it is possible that if everybody believes it's not possible, then it probably isn't possible because everyone will have forgotten that it's even possible or that they can. So no, I'm certainly open to those things and, and, um, would never put somebody down for saying those things. I've had many people tell me, I've maybe talked to them about the truth of the Bible because I'm not necessarily somebody who believes the Bible uh, was written by God. And I've had people who will talk to me about it and, argue, and then they'll go into a story where they say, well, God came to them on this occasion. And then I kind of have to drop it because I'm like, well, who am I to tell you that's not true? Right. Um, it, I, I may not, like I said, I, I, I may have used to say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that that happened to you. And now I've, I've grown out of that. It's not at a point where I'm like, I don't believe that anymore. It's just, it's never happened to me in the way that they've told it. But who am I to say that it hasn't happened? And if that's what's led them to be a good person, I'm all for it. I would never shun anybody for anything that makes them a better person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would ask you to share your spiritual experience if you would like to, but you just said that it's hard to share, so I won't. <laughs> well, no, I think we've all had, you know, something. And, and mine was... I, I guess I would describe it as it made me realize that I everybody can have a moment where they feel like they are inspired by, and let's say God. Yeah. Um, and just because in that moment I was inspired by God and I may have been able to write down some incredibly profound thought and I may have had some incredibly profound um, feelings at that time, it certainly doesn't give me permission to pass that out to other people and tell them that it's the word of God because I'm just a human and I may have been confused and I may have been just uh, having a kind of moment and I may have just had my brain hit the right nerve endings for a certain time and I was able to get something really incredible on paper. Um, but that's basically what it was is that I just kind of realized in that moment that, you know, just because it's, it's kind of Bible related that a lot of people say, oh, well, those words were inspired by God. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I may have had some things happen to me that I could tell you were inspired by God, too. But I don't think that gives me permission to create a book and tell everybody, here's the word of the God. You have yes. to follow this word, word for word. This is literally true. It's like, well, not really. That's, it came to me in a moment of inspiration. Sure. And was I, do I feel like maybe I was inspired by God in those moments? Sure. But I, I certainly would never pass that on to people and tell them, you have to believe me. Or And that's basically what some people about the Bible say. That, no, well, these words came from David. And even though David was cheating on his wives and doing killing these people <laughs> and everything, he was still inspired by God. Well, After. you can believe that if you want. <laughs> For yeah. me, I just uh, I don't necessarily think that. I think sometimes people may have had a stroke of genius and wrote it down. And the Bible's got a lot of great stories in it. Uh, I just don't necessarily mean don't necessarily think that means that God came down and put those words on paper for those people or that he even wants if god wants to tell me something he'll tell me something yes. I don't think <laughs> that's, that's just the my thing opinion. i come back to too i'm like your personal spiritual experience is profound and life-changing and altering for you and your spiritual path right. and that's a beautiful and wonderful and sometimes right. it will be something that you maybe need to share with somebody directly and maybe it was for them too Absolutely. but for the most part it is for you and that's okay <laughs> you know? if, if if you read the bible in that way then i yeah. i'm okay with that i like reading the bible and saying okay David says God came to him and here's the things he said and he came to him in a dream and here's the things that he profound things that he found out that's fine to read it that way but when somebody tells me oh no this is the word of God this is you know you have to this is word for word literally true and then I'm like well I don't know if that necessarily he's a human that's a human who wrote that down and okay. then plus we know that book was passed to human to human to human 
through the word of mouth, first of all. through the Council of Nicaea. Absolutely, <laughs> 300 AD, and right. And, and then the popes decided what went in there. And you can't tell me, I mean, people didn't know how to read or write back then. So if scribes had to copy the Bible, if there was somebody standing over their shoulder who said, actually write this instead, I always bring up stuff like where it says, honor the king, and, uh, you know, you, every person is uh, beholden to their government. If, if, if you think God said that, that in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, and you yeah. would, what is the scribe going to do? He's, he's, his life's on the line. And if he doesn't write it, they'll kill that guy and somebody else will write it exactly what right. the king <laughs> wants him to write. So when I read some stuff like that, that's the stuff I'm able to look at and say, nah, I don't agree with that. I don't think you need to honor your government, especially when they're governments that are tyrannical, like the ones that we have yeah. in different countries. I mean, imagine people in Iraq or these other countries where there is tyranny and, and crazy nonsense to think that those people should read the Bible and say, oh, if you, you know, all people are beholden to their government. It actually says in the book that God has placed all people in government positions to represent God and to do God's work. That's if you crazy. think that, that's crazy. <laughs> I just don't think that's the truth. I think people get to power because they want to do what they want to do. And then once they're in power, they want more money. They want more power. That creates a terrible person. That doesn't create a God-fearing, God-loving, um, spiritual person. It creates the complete opposite. So to think that those people were placed there by God, by some holy divine uh, placement, I think is just wrong. So that's why I'm able to read the Bible, see it for what I think it is. Then again, I understand that people are out there, Christians, and if they're good people and they want to believe the book word for word, as long as they're good people, then yeah. I don't care. Then that's fine. I mean, my mom was a, uh, a Catholic who believed heavily, and you know, she told me before that if Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross and, and raised from the dead, then I don't have a reason for live to live. And that's a crazy thing to say, but at the same time, my mom was an incredibly good person. And she even told me when she retired, I said, what are you going to do now that you retired? And, you know, what, what kind of things are you going to do? She's like, well, I still haven't visited anybody in prison. I'm like, what do you mean visit people in prison? She goes, well, Jesus said that we need to visit people in prison. I'm like, holy Aww. shit. Who am, I to, yeah, <laughs> who am I to say shit about this religion if my mom yeah. is now thinking of That's the last thing I've ever thought in my life is like, <laughs> I need to go visit people in prison. I've never thought that before. And this is what she thought she needed to do after she retired. That's what was important to her. So when you see things like that, then you understand the goodness that can come from a book like that or from a religion like that. Now, there's a lot of bad things that can come from it, too. So you got to take each case. Like I said, take the good, leave the bad. If my mom was able to read it and take all the good things and be a better person, fantastic. But there's people out there that are uh, will tell me flat out. They'll watch this video and they'll say, Jaron, you're going to burn in hell because you you know, talk bad about the whatever. And that's just insane to me. It's like, you know, you've become the worst person because of that book. You know, I would never tell anybody you're going to burn in hell because of something you believe. No, that's ridiculous to think that. But there's people out there that do think that and do believe that. So then I can look at it and say, well, no, I'll leave the bad. That's the part of the book. That's the part of the religion. I don't want nothing to do with. If that's going to kind of, that's the kind of person you're going to turn out to be, then yes. count me out. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's bits of gold and bits of bad in, in almost everything. So Absolutely. we can just apply that like across the board. <laughs> no, there's bits of truth in everything. I mean, yeah, no matter what you look at, and, you know, anybody, yeah, even the even the mainstream media, you can probably find that some of what they're saying, bits of it probably are true. Yeah. It's not just a 100% lie. But uh, <laughs> you, once you see enough lies from a certain person, it's very easy to dismiss everything they say. And I think that's okay. I really do. I mean, it's just like NASA, once I've seen enough lies... These people are still telling people they went to the moon, you know, 50 years ago and that uh, we're going back in four years and then that four years will come and they'll push it out even further. Then, you know, at a certain point, you just can call bullshit bullshit. Yeah, say, I don't believe I'd say, this anymore. In addition to that, that's a really good criteria. If somebody lies to you enough, like just don't even talk to that person. No. Don't even listen to that person anymore. But also 
if somebody's abusive or manipulative emotionally, I think it's another way because they might not necessarily lie to you, but they may use other methods of controlling you and Absolutely. that person should also be cut out. <laughs> I totally agree. And you have every right to choose who you believe and who you don't. You don't have to believe anybody. So if when the media lies to you, then it's very easy to just dismiss everything. And I hope most people have gotten to that point because they certainly are not telling you enough truth, the truth that it's like, okay, I'm going to believe these guys. That should only happen when you've watched somebody over and over again and continuously they're honest and authentic and uh, their research pans out and you can follow up that research and you can uh, see that they're at least coming from a real point of view but the media is simply reading a teleprompter and we've proven time and time again that they're lying and at a certain point it's on you if you believe the words that are coming out of their mouth I certainly don't it is it always comes back to self-responsibility in the end it's always going to be up to you to I tell people all the time at the end of my videos do your own research because uh, when you do, you'll never again believe what you've been taught. But, you know, it's do your own research. It's all on you. And if you're believing what I'm saying and saying, oh, I believe this because Jaron said, then I feel bad for you. You really need to do your own research. And hopefully I help lead people in, in directions and can say, hey, this is how I kind of feel. This is why I feel that way. And let people kind of find their path from there. Um, but, yeah, don't don't ever trust anybody or believe anybody. Don't have idols. Don't uh, like you were talking about earlier, there's a lot of people that find somebody and then it's all about them. And it's, you know, oh, I put this person on a pedestal. I worship this person. This person is so great. It's like, be careful. We're all just humans. We all make mistakes and uh, we're all wrong. <laughs> <You know>? Yes. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Nobody is, is has everything right. And so if you start to think that way, uh, you're in for a, a rude awakening eventually. Well, and then you also suffer the possible fate of that person getting co-opted or, you know, controlled in some way. Exactly. And then you're, and then you're stuck there with them because you're, you know, already put them on that pedestal. So if you're never right. just swallowing it all from the beginning anyway, then that won't happen to you. No, take it for what it is. You know, it's even like Owen. I mean, I love listening to Owen. Take something. I don't believe everything Owen says. I don't agree with everything Owen says. Uh, and again, anybody who I think does, it, that's a problem. Um, I just enjoy the content. I enjoy the authenticity. I enjoy the honesty. I enjoy the humor. And that's enough. And then I can take the good things he says and I can take the things that resonate with me. And anything else he says, I can laugh off and push aside. And I and I am a better person because of it. And that's how we should treat all, everybody. That's how we should treat each other. Um, anybody watching your show, uh, take the things that resonate, take the things that make sense, that match your worldview, and put the other things in the back burner. And eventually... I've had it happen many times where years later, I'm like, oh, shit, I remember that person said that. And then you go back and you follow up on that. And you're like, I remember them saying that. And you kind of realize why it's not good just to push people aside. Now, when you should push people aside is when you catch them lying. That's when it's time to push them aside. When you catch NASA lying, when you catch the mainstream media lying, then I think it's okay to shun people away. But when we're all in the truth movement and you can tell somebody's being authentic and you can tell they're being honest, then just take the good and leave the bad. And if eventually all you're finding is bad, don't watch them anymore. But yeah. if you're finding little bits of good, take the good, enjoy the ride, you know? And support them when you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Support the, what you like. Or yeah. it might be gone and then you're going to be like, damn, I really liked Lindsay when she was here. Yeah. And now she's <laughs> teaching children. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please don't make me take children again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's probably pretty obvious, but where can people find more of Jaren? Okay, good. Yeah, so I have the Jaronism YouTube channel. That's easy to find. Uh, I also have another YouTube channel, Jaronism Raw, where we do the TFR show on Monday nights. We do the first hour there, so you can check that out too. That only has about ten or 11,000 subscribers, so you can check that out too. And then I do a Globusters show on Sundays. That's on the Globusters channel. And, yeah, I do the Monday show with uh, Dave Weiss, Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. You should check out his channel, which is D-I-T-R-H. 
and you should get his Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, which I'm sure yes. he showed you right now. Yeah, <laughs> so I have it. It's don't great. forget that to get that app. It is the a very cool app, and it does show you, like I said, with the map behind us. It's not this is the way the Earth works. This is exactly how it is, but it shows you another version, a different idea of you know, rather than the globe, which is spinning in space and all this nonsense. It shows you a more complete picture, an easier to understand picture, and then you can start to realize that we could be in a realm that wa- operates very simply with a sky clock that keeps perfect time. So yeah, the Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And then also it's got a little feature on it where he uh, sends uh, a video of the day, and it's great. So anybody who doesn't believe Flat Earth or think it's nonsense, you know, he has a challenge called like the two-week challenge where you download the app, and for two weeks you just watch the video that he posts every day in the lower left-hand corner, and at the end of that usually um, you'll you know send a letter to him telling him you hate him because he wrecked your life and you haven't yeah. slept in <laughs> weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, which you can find uh, on Apple and uh, in the – what is it called? The Apple Store? iStore? The, the Play Store on Android and the – What's the other one yeah, on I, Apple? iStore? It doesn't sound right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, on iTunes. I think that's right. iStore sounded <laughs> weird. Um, so, and then besides that, like I said, the Globusters channel and on dlive.tv slash Jaronism, which is uh, J-E-R-A-N-I-S-M. And that's basically it. And if you want to support through Patreon, that's patreon.com slash Jaronism. And I really appreciate all the people that uh, support there and make my life better and are going to help me raise a good child in this crazy world and and basically, like I said, all I can promise you, you know, I think Nathan Stolman used to say it as his logo, um, but he said, uh, usually right, always honest. Nice. And I think that's great, <laughs> you know, because um, yeah. we're not claiming that we're you know, 100% right or that we know the answers. If you're uh, looking for all the answers, maybe I'm not the person to go to because I'm certainly not somebody who's telling you I know the answers. But if you're looking for somebody that's honest and authentic and gives you his honest opinion about things, and yeah, I think space is fake. I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you why I think it's fake. I'll show you all the past scientists and that think you know that have said things that have led me to believe that and prove to you that what we have today is simply pseudoscience. It has no connection to the scientific method. It is simply the words of men. It is numbers on paper, relativity and space time, and we can bend it, and that's what gravity is. And it, all that is such horseshit. It's nonsense. It's never been proven. And uh, I do a lot of videos explaining that. And so if people want to hear that kind of stuff then my channel's the right place. If you want to hear stories about how we're going to live on Mars and how uh, many moons Jupiter has, maybe my channel's not the right one to go to. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that other guy we mentioned earlier. Yeah, so yeah maybe that, that but not me. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. I'd say definitely it's worth listening to the people who aren't claiming to be right all of the time Thank and are just being genuine for sure. And so what are your final words of wisdom that you'd want people to walk away with out of all of the very wise things that you've said so far? <laughs> to live a good life, be a good person, uh, you know, and to, to do that, you have to really shun the, the liars out there and really get back to reality, get back to what's important, family um, and health and, you know, being here for as long as possible and being a truth speaker and speaking the truth when you can. I know it's difficult. I know it would have been hard for me as a store manager to talk about some of this stuff. If you can do it. And like I, like I said, make a channel. It's, it's, it is scary. It was scary for me. I watched people do it and I said, I can't do that. I, I don't want, first of all, she knows I don't want my face on camera very often. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Sometimes I have to deal with it. I'd rather not. But again, these are the kind of things that you'll grow to be okay with and you'll get better and you'll get better at videos. And um, there's somebody out there who thinks like you, who uh, will like what you've got to say. And that was the scariest thing for me. As I said, when I start saying things that I believe, 
people are just going to make fun of me. People are going to hate me. And that does happen. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, there's a lot of people out there um, that actually do have the same ideas or have felt the same way. And they will be so thankful when they hear you say it. And I've gotten so many emails from people saying, you know, puppy, my dog's going crazy. Um, (laughs) I've gotten so many emails from people who've said, you know, that, that it just means so much to them that they've always felt that way or it's the back of their mind. They had some ideas that I came out with and said, and they were just so happy that somebody actually came out and said it. So my words of wisdom would be just be true. Be honest to yourself. Uh, be honest to others. Don't tell lies and um, do your own research and then share it with everybody. If you find something interesting, make a YouTube video. I get all the time people sending me Skype messages and emails and this and that. And they always show me something and I'm always wanting to tell them, make a video. Dude, yeah. You know, I, I don't have time to make videos from the 500 people that send me an email every month that say, do a video on this, do a video on that. And it's not how I got started and it's not how I will ever be, you know, like right. like you talked about. When I first started making videos, it was simply what I wanted to do a video about. I'll never listen. There was somebody one time who uh, sent me a $500 PayPal donation. It's by far the biggest donation I ever got. I was wow. like, holy smokes. And I was like, so I sent them a message like, thank you so much. And they're like, oh, no problem. I really appreciate your work. Here, here's 10 things that I need you to do a video on. And I'm like, and it was a list of 10 things. No, I'm not for hire. And I'm like, oh, dude, I said, I, I, I do my own videos. I do videos on what I want to do. Like, do you want me to send the money back? And he's like, yeah, I'd appreciate that. I'm like, okay, great. Okay. So I sent it right back. <laughs> but, you know, right. I'll never be a, a sellout like that. I'm not going to do videos that other people want me to do or subjects that other people want me to cover. And that may piss a lot of people off. I've had a lot of, even my patrons or people that support me that will send me, I'd really appreciate if you do a video on this. Or I'd really appreciate if you did research on this or what's your... I'm like, you know what? I w- you know this. I have to keep going with what brought me here, right? Dance with who yeah. brung you. Um, and so I have to just keep doing what I've been doing. But I'm just telling people that if they have something that's weighing on their mind, something that they've seen, some experience they've had, get on YouTube. It's free. Yeah. Dude, you can just do a video. You can do it on your phone. And uh, post it and see what happens. You might have 10 subscribers at the end of the week and then do another one and you might have 20. So that's about it. I don't know if that was very intelligent. I don't know if that was very insightful. It but, was very uh, intelligent, very insightful. It was also very <laughs> motivating, you know, no, which I think yeah. is important because I think a lot of people do have these ideas that they want to go do these things. Um, and they're a little they, bit afraid. They can't. Yeah. yeah, they're afraid and they think they're not like and there's cheap versions cool out there or something. And I remember I when I first started, I went to a secondhand store like Goodwill and paid three bucks for a Pinnacle Studio that you know, it was like a CD you put in your computer and it was like my video editor for the first like two years of making videos. And then I bought something called magics but you don't need the expensive stuff i mean i the one i still use to this day i bought two or three years ago for 54.99 it's called magics movie edit pro so what i use now they have almost anything for free yeah you can get it for free exactly there's windows movie maker right where you can just plug in images and put your voice behind it they don't have it anymore it's gone yeah (laughs) i was like that was the easiest way to edit videos wow that was easy just highlight it and delete it or whatever right well i'm sure there's still easy functions out there OBS yeah. is incredibly easy, actually. Um, it is pretty easy. Yeah, and what I noticed the other day, I just never really realized it, but how you could, on OBS, just bring up a window, and then it could be your recording software, right? Yep. So I used to always get, like, um, I can't remember, the Screencast-O-Matic or something like that was the name of the site where you'd have to go to the site, and it would make a little window, and you'd be able to put it over the YouTube and record it. And I never even thought that, like, OBS does that. Yeah. O- OBS, you can just use OBS, hit record video, hit OBS play. on. does does a ton, huh? <laughs> yeah, it really does, and it's free. And it's free. So, no, I mean, I think people should really, if you want it, just try it. Get out there and do it, and then um, 
if it doesn't work out, delete your channel. I don't know, <laughs> but yes. try it. I mean, I'm going to add to this. Whenever you get these programs, just go in and press buttons. Don't yeah. like people then like will ask me like, well, how do you do it? I'm like, I can't like train you in how right. to use it, but I can tell you, you're not going to explode the world if you just press any button. You like just go press buttons. Go press <laughs> buttons see what happens. and you'll learn over time. You, you'll yeah. never be good the first day. Don't ever expect yeah. to be good the first day. And it's like the other day I was trying to show Rose from uh, Crow Triple Seven. I was like trying to show her how to do restream to, to both D Live and, and YouTube. And yeah. I was like saying so many things. I'm like, this is more confusing to her probably than if I just said, just play around just with things. Go do it. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you know, I've gotten so intricate in my thing. I'm like, oh, you can do this. Right. You also could do this. What you don't want to do is this. And sometimes this happens. And I'm like, maybe I'm scaring you away from this, right? <laughs> so you just go do it yourself. But, um, no. When I leave up all my um, videos where I like fucked something up or it was a mistake because mm -hmm. I just want to show people like this is how <laughs> bad I was at some point. Right. <laughs> like you can still go watch it. I'm not going to hide it from I you. I still struggle. I've gotten a little bit better, but for a while I had a lot of audio issues. I couldn't do a video without having some sort of echo and you just get through it. And then that's the best way to learn because once you've made enough mistakes, then you kind of eventually have to get it right, right? There's no other options. Yeah. But uh, no, I appreciate you having me on and I, I really like your show. I've really enjoyed some of your interviews and, and hope you, you keep going and doing the same thing and hopefully people can support you so you don't have to go back to, to teaching. Um, yes. but, I but appreciate like I said, everybody who does. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Everybody who helps us out, uh, it's the way the world has to work. We can't do it for free, but it doesn't take much. Like I said, you know, a dollar a person would be huge. Seriously. So help out Lindsay and Rogueways. Yes, thank you. Buy a definitely mug. Definitely go check out Jaronism if you haven't yet. <laughs> Please, yeah. Yeah, buy a mug from Rogueways, if you will. Yes, but no, and yeah. the shirt. The shirts are cool, too, and the sweatshirts also. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, Thanks. Hello, travelers of the path. It is a beautiful thing. This has been your analog, electric, concentric dose of wisdom, according to Jaron from Jaronism. Jaron, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate it. Awesome. Your senses are all the truth you will ever know, and they are all the truth that you will ever need. Your eyes can see the lack of curves. Your ears can hear the relative silence of this stable place. Your body can feel the absence of spin. Your mouth can taste the fruit of truth, and your nose can smell the lies. And even if you do not sense the same, you are right. In a quiet space where only your mind and heart can talk, the only thing that will matter is the experience inside. So until you are still enough to hear your truth, travel well, aim for balance, and always look inside first. Mwah. Good night. Peace.